This is NRL Boom Rookies. Hello everyone and welcome to this week's episode of NRL Boom Rookies. Alongside me, as always... He's not still talking about the penalty count. It's Mitch Doyle. <laughs> <laughs> Mate, it was two in the second half and 12 in the first. Well, they just let the game flow. It was a lot better. <laughs> that was a good opening from you. Thank you. Let's, let's go home. And Yep, that's it for this week. Uh, so, Edwin Smith, great appearance. Thank you. Thank you. No, no witty intro for me. No, nothing. Yeah, we're, we're done now. He's I'd... rocked in the third, third <laughs> podcast of the series. Victory. Now we're going home. Perfect. We're yeah. done. <laughs> yep, so we've got the cricket on in the background. So, by the time... You all listen to this, we'll know whether Australia's in the World Cup final. At the moment, it doesn't look like they'll be in the World Cup final. Yeah, look, excuse the running, oh, moment. <laughs> <laughs> coming, but we're yeah. not turning the cricket off. Is yeah, it's uh, three for 25 at time of recording. So that's <laughs> that's not great. Um, um, and the penalty count has me furious. <laughs> they haven't let the, the game flow at all. There was they a are stoppage, not... stoppage for head injury earlier. I've had enough of that. They're not letting the boys play. It's disappointing. This wouldn't have happened back in the days of Billy Buckner and Steve Bowden. I'll tell you. Didn't even much. need a head. No, Billy Bowden and Steve mate. Buckner. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. What am I doing? New South Wales 26, Queensland 20. The boys they stormed home to win with a last second try, and Queensland hearts were broken. Mitch Doyle. So I think neither team was actually that good, but I thought it was still a fantastic game of, of rugby league. I just thought, like, I thought, like, if, in both teams, I thought the halves were probably the worst four players on the field, and that was for both teams. So they kind of stagnated. I thought a lot of progress and a lot of bad ends of sets and whatever in the game. But overall, I thought it was a cracking origin that we got treated to for the decider. It was good. Queensland, you know, uh, played better than they, they, they had any right to, and the Blues probably played worse than they had any right to. But their best players. Got it done for them, and I thought it was a, a genuine cracker. Rub your leg, it's back. It's back? <laughs> Footy. When the pimp's in the crib, ma. Drop it like it's hot. Drop it like it's hot. Drop it like it's hot. Now, I don't... Um... I don't know about you, but I probably wouldn't have picked uh, a club fullback who hasn't set the world on fire, whose club wants to run him out of town in the centres for a must-win game. But I'm not surprised that poor old Moses Mbai was left completely at sea on that final play. You could have given it to a few moments from Mbai in this yeah. game. <laughs> um, there was a moment early in the game after Queensland scored their first try that they that he was on the outside of to- they spread it he was on the outside of Tommy Turbo and he just just fell to the ground kind of thing like could have put Corey Oates over didn't didn't set a try up there failed then uh, tried to milk penalties three times in the second half in the yeah. back end of an Origin game and it's like come on mate like you're just not getting them you know and then obviously on the final play of the game it, it happened earlier in the game when um they caught they, Tommy Turbo made a bit of a half break in a similar situation when Moby Zembai st- came up and stood out of the line for Queensland but at the end of this game. The Queens on left edge defence is sliding. Moses Mbai comes and sends in no man's land and just does the most obviously the worst thing in a rugby league defence is just stand still and watch just watch the game happen. I mean, he came up, uh, Tommy got sorry, Pierce passed around him. Tommy made a break and then he kind of jogged on the chase back and then <laughs> fell over when Tedesco stepped past him at the end. It was a a good like twenty seconds for Moses. He did end. he did fall over a bit. Like he had, he had a few runs where he just ended up on the ground before he got to get tackled, and it was, 
it was really strange. Who who would have thought, huh? Yeah, and it's it's one of those things. I get the theory of like let's get Michael Morgan back to that bench again, back in that middle role. He's been good there in the past, but it's like, why don't you just play Dango guy in the centers and bring in Cole Felt? Um, some honourable mentions go to uh, DCE for not kicking the field goal. Yeah. Thoughts on that? Let's let's talk about that moment too. Actually. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I get the bombs percentage play. I get that. But I don't know who... It was clearly... Uh, having watched the wide angle in today, it was clearly the whole team knew they weren't going for a field goal then. Like, Corey Norman and Munster are down the blind. Before... Even before the play, the ball is slow. Corey Norman's pointing to the sky. And then when it's slow, DC points to the sky too. DC's never in the pocket. So the, the field goal was never in their mindset. I don't know why that was the plan, but it's state of origin. It's like the last minute of a final, last minute and a half of the final, and you decide to let the other team have the final crack that easy. It just doesn't sit well with me. Like... We've seen this year already. We've seen DC kick the 30, nearly 40 meter one against uh, South to win a game. Corey Norman kicked a 35 odd meter one against the Broncos to win a game. A 40 meter one against the Knights to, to, to win a game. And I understand the play of the ball was slow. And, and by, honestly, it was a penalty, but you're not getting that penalty in Origin. And by tried to milk the penalty. But if Corey Norman goes stands in the middle of the field, he is a two pass shift and he is 40 meters out with no pressure in the middle of the field to have a crack. And it's one of those rare situations where if you miss, they probably don't have time to capitalise on the seven tackle set anyway. They would have only was... had about 35 seconds after the ball's gone and gone dead. Yeah, so. it was... What, what was the but game? that's like, if you kick it dead. There I was mean... like 70 seconds left in the game when they do that. Yeah. And the Blues, after that bomb, I get it to the percentage play, but after that bomb, they'd scored 25 seconds later. <laughs> it was like, okay. So, in a situation like that, like you say, you, you said watch a replay and you had a look at where everyone was. Like, where does... Who makes that call? Is it... Like the the playmakers on the field is that like a coach's thing? Do you think, or like is that something they've talked about pregame, or like who who's making that call? Or are they just in the moment they're thinking, you know what, the bombs the best play here. I don't know who made that call in that situation. I think they'd made the decision they were going to bomb. Like the playmakers had talked behind the ruck, the tackle earlier, but then Ben Hunt made like a fifteen meter run, offloaded, and and by made another ten. They'd gone across halfway, and then they just stuck with the same plan. I think they'd made a plan that they was going to mm. put a bomb up or kick to the corner the play before, and stuck with it. But, um, yeah, it's just like, these are the moments, and I, I, I tweeted out at that moment, it's like, it's not that he did anything bad, but that was like DCE getting his own Mitch Pierce moment. We've seen previous origins, like when Cooper Cronk kicked that field goal a few years ago, the previous tackle, tackle was Mitch Pierce just settling for a kick into the corner that went dead, and then Queensland went and, went and kicked that one and scored. And another origin they've lost was Mitch Pierce put a, a, a bomb up with about 10 minutes to go, cross field, caught in the end goal, and Queensland scored off the next set. Like, that's the moment when, like, instead of making a play, you took the option of, like, let's not lose this game. And, well, they, lo- they and then lost instead, the Mitch Pierce shifts it. Risky play. Yeah. I mean, it's a, it's a pass you have to throw once Moses Mboy came up. That, that you know, that, but still, you. I dare say that the Mitch Pierce of old and the Nathan Cleary of right now might not throw that pass. So I'd say Mitch Pierce does throw that because he's thrown like three intercepts in his own half. True, in <laughs> and he always did that at the start of this game. <laughs> that's that's my first note of the game was eight minutes. Mitch Pierce inside his twenty throws like this massive ball, and it was like inches away from being intercepted. He screamed up. Yeah, he saw soft. him doing it. He'd watched the tape. He came screaming up. But um, yeah, like at that moment, it was like for me, it's either you know have the field goal crack. Do the fake field goal and run the ball or kick it out? Like, I'm often in favour of keeping the ball in play, but at that situation, there's 70 seconds left. You kick it out, they're getting like four tackles max. But they gave them, they, they, that, at that point in time, the bomb was. The well, bomb to me is the thing. worst option. They get the whole set. Yeah. And the bomb also, 
landed 10 metres out, which isn't where you want to pin them. And it wasn't high enough for a good chase. It wasn't contested. It's just an average kick. Yeah, it's it's difficult to justify that decision. I understand you want to play it safe and not lose the game, but you know, yeah, you you would. I don't think anyone would have crucified them if they had a crack there and then lost as a result, and then they lost anyway. So I did. I mean, the whole team had the the Hellmex set and defense had no intensity. It was like they all the whole Queensland team thought, oh, we're just going to go to Golden Point now and win the game. And I mean, you know. It shouldn't have come down to that. They were lucky to fight back into it, and there's credit for that fight back. And I thought, I thought Queensland really did play above the level they, that sh- that team should have in them in this game. But um, yeah, when it gets to that kind of moment, you just—it's just something you just know that you know a, a Cronk, a Lockyer, or a Thurston has that crack. And I'm not saying DCE should be a Cronk or a Lockyer or a Thurston, but he's you know the captain now. He's in his 30s. He actually has the talent, and he just. He should be a better player than what he is at that level. You know, he just should be. Yep. Um, I will say, though, I don't think any of the four halves played particularly well. No. I thought they were all pretty poor. I think Corey Norman was probably the best of the bunch, which is crazy to say, but uh, yeah. Edwin? I'm just trying to think of other things that Queensland did wrong to fire up Mitch to get him ranting some more because I'm assuming that's why people are here to listen to Mitch fire up, fire up about <laughs> Queensland. So, but with the Broncos being the basket case that they are, they get that weekly now. I know. He's, yeah, <laughs> it's not the same. And I hear the viewer numbers are just through the roof. Yeah, they are. Like people, every time we lose, we get like our, our listeners double. <laughs> <a big> spike. <laughs> but uh, yeah, you're, I agree with you on that halves comment. I thought Maloney probably had his worst origin. He, he in a was while. very poor. I mean, he had the the that terrible option of um, was it chipping on the second tackle when they're up twenty to eight with like ten minutes to go, giving yeah. away a second tackle set, dropped it cold on the last ten meters out as well, and then of yeah. course he had his kick charged down and missed mm. two tackles on those two tries yeah. scored at the end by Queensland. But if that you mentioned that cross your kick, that was a weird five minute period for the Blues. They were up by twelve, and like both of their halves of that period thought, I'm going to do something here. Like, twice Mitch Pierce tried to score, stepping back on the inside, and then James Money went for a glory play, and it's like, mate, come on, guys, you didn't build this lead, but let's not lose, let's not blow the bloody lead. Yeah. Like, you know? I mean, it was all down to the number nine and the number one, who, again, both teams, number nines and number ones, I thought were fantastic. Let's yeah. talk about the Blues ones first. Mm. James Tedesco. Is he the best player in the world? I don't think he is. I think he, he he's very close. I think Ken Smith's still the best player in the world. I think Tamalo is still the second best. But he's certainly the best best back in the world. And, and um, the, he's just the kind of player that when he has the ball, like any time that he has a ball, you're like, you think shit. Like something's going to happen. <laughs> like I think you message like, Eddie, Teddy. <laughs> and then it's just like, it was just because he was running with the ball across the field and you're like, Teddy's, anything could happen Teddy here. Teddy, stop. <laughs> he's almost like, I guess it happens over a three-game series. You get... Maybe you get a bit of a fear of a certain player or, or you, something gets built up, but he looks more damaging in Origin issue than he has looked at club football. Like every time he got the ball in Origin, mm. uh, like Queensland, the, the try he scored is because the moment he got it, Queensland were like, oh shit. Teddy's no, <laughs> you know, got the ball. Yeah, he just pinned his ears back and just went, went oh, it looked so easy, but a couple of times he got the ball, just pinned his ears back and, and went at that, went kind, or kind of goes at, you know, a cross field angle he does, a diagonal angle line. Yeah, the moment he caught that away. pass on his try. You was like, yeah, he's scoring here. Like you just oh, yeah. knew, you just knew. But so and you also kind of thought, because you see that all the time, you know, a player gets the ball kind of like midfield, and they like drift across looking for a gap, yeah, and they just get shut down, which but happens he wasn't like really every like, game. But but he, but you're so, right he with him. took the perfect angle, yeah, and he just put the foot down, and, and then, then just cut in at the right time and just well, picked yeah. the gap. And the, and the other blue who I thought was the second, so the second best blue on the field was my man Damian Cook, who was once again fantastic. Set up, uh, created the first try, obviously scored one of his own with. Brilliant footwork and pace. I mean, he stepped poor old Cam Munster about seven <laughs> yeah. times, who had an outstanding game himself. 
but yeah, it's it's <laughs> he played he was in reserve grade for like five years, and now he's uh, if if Cam Smith excluded, easily the best hooker in the comp. Yeah, it's, it's crazy. And the, the try score was was amazing. We know that's in his game, but that Paul Vaughan setup you talk about, I know it looks like it's a forward crash over, but that's what he's improved in his game since last Origin series. Is if you watch that play again, you'll see the Blues actually stack the left. There's a because they've had guys on the left be be involved in that tackle. They stack the left, so Queensland's defense is looking the other side of the ruck, and Cook comes back middle central to Vaughan. That's how Vaughan ends up on the outside of Maguire somehow because Maguire's eyes are the other side. Well, one eye is the other side of the <laughs> ruck. But that's the difference between Damien Cook last year and this year is that he recognized that that the, the Queensland were looking one way and he went back the other, and and then it ended up being a pretty much you know one on one tackle on the goal line, which you shouldn't get in that opportunity, but. Damien Cook saw it and, and, and they scored it. Was, I thought he had a fantastic yep. game. And he, Cl- was, he was brilliant. Yeah, like and- those two and I think I said it last night as well and um, like it feels to me like Teddy and Cook are the New South Wales half and five eighth in a way. Like they just, yeah. mm. they're the ones that are like around the middle making the plays like making the breaks, putting well, on attacking I mean, that moves. Perfect like, example so weird. of that is Cook makes the half break, puts Teddy through the hole, and then Mitchell Pierce gets his support run completely wrong and they don't score a try that they definitely yeah. should have scored. Um, and I think that was the set where Pierce threw the ball away later in the later in the tackle count. I'm not sure. Uh, no, remember. they got a run on one. Oh, like no, that's right. That was after the Cam Murray strip. And then, yeah. um, and then uh, outside of those two, I think Blake Ferguson was probably New South Wales' best player. He was. Togo was very good. Yeah, but just back on those two, it's one of those things that we... I, like I said, I didn't think the Blues were the better team in general. They're probably on par with Queensland, but... Those two are by far the two better players, and this is what it comes down to. We've seen many yeah. years when Queensland have been dominated for a long period of, of stretches of games, and then when the moments matter, the moment they get a half opportunity, we, you see a Thurston pop up and take it. And that's what was in this game. Is like There would be 20 minute, minutes when Queensland are on top, and then 45 seconds the Blues on top and they've scored. Like, what, the, yeah. what do you think? What happened? And it's like, well, Tedesco happened or Cook happened. And Tedesco in this game actually series, sorry, set a record for run meters by a player in a series. So that, that's not bad from him. Are there any stats about his intensity. total his, um, <laughs> his intensity? <laughs> yeah. I don't want to talk about the tracker. Thanks though. But he had. Uh, yeah. no, his, I feel like he's he seems to run the ball more in Origin than a club level. Like it seems like every game is you know running twenty plus times at Origin, whereas. At club level, it doesn't feel like he's doing as many runs. Like, is well, I've got the numbers Mitch, of funny for those now, but well, can you just have true. them, please? I could get them, <laughs> but yeah, he had the most run meters ever in a series for Origin. Now, this game, he had uh, he had four line breaks in a series, which is not the most, but the second most ever by a fullback behind Lockyer's six in t- 2001 series. He had th- uh, three try assists, which is again only behind Lockyer in 2003. And it's just off. Then the record for tries in a series is five, which is Joey and Maloney. But like, yeah. He had numbers all over the park kind of thing. He was just, every time he had the ball, looked damaging. And Queensland certainly backed away. And it, I know it's, I don't think it's too early to call, but, you know, what is it? Him and Brasher are the, already the Blues' best ever fullbacks. I know he's only been the fullback for three series, but, you know, Mincello is only the fullback for four or five series. And then Brasher a few more. It's like he might be the Blues' best ever fullback already, or at least close. Hard to argue. Yep. And then, um, hang on, just on the, uh, the Cook try. Do you remember yeah. after he scored? You know, like, absolute brilliant, worldy of a try. Like, everyone's just like, how good was that? And then there's Gus there whinging about... Or was it Rabs? Like, whoever it was complaining about the uh, the penalties. And like, this is what happens when you just let the boys play. You know, there's free-flowing footy. It's like, look, why don't we just enjoy the try for what it is and not complain about yeah. the refs when they haven't blown a penalty? Like, I agree with them. In the first half, I thought... And many fans will agree, like... 
that first half that was over penalised, not because I don't think they were penalties, it's because we've seen the standard of Seton Origin the last two years is like they don't blow any penalties. In game two, we had that situation where like a player got tackled twice. We had people throwing elbows in, in the ruck and they weren't getting penalised. So then you come to this game and it was weird that it was getting refereed like an NRL game. Yeah. Mm. So I, I agree with that. But like you said, it's second half. They've scored, Cooks scored, you know, which felt like the match winner. And the first thing is like, how good is there less with it being less yeah, penalties in this like, Shut up and the just best, tell us about how the best good the part about the constant ref bitching was there was a point late in the game where Fatty whinged about the ruck being too slow. Yeah, and I was like, "Well, what? Like, mate, it up. <laughs> these bloody refs, mate." It was, <laughs> it, was it was possibly the worst commentated game I've ever listened to. It was the first time of my of my life I actually thought like, we've always joked that Rab should retire, but first time I've thought he actually. He really should like that. He was he was terrible. Generally, like it's someone like Gus going on about the refs. But even when the game was over and they won, you know, Rabs usually has like a nice little monologue or a few moments. He says like the third thing he said was like uh, twelve penalties in the first half, two in the second half. <laughs> oh, thanks, Rabs. And even <laughs> I felt like his call of the final trial was just a bit soft or like just not as like enthusiastic as what you want. Like you kind of I was thinking like. Is this one of those calls that you know you'll remember like a few words in years to come of from what he said? It's like I couldn't tell you what he said as you know. No, Teddy scored a match winner. It was Tedesco. It was probably said. It was the Blues equivalent of that's not a try, that's a miracle. Exactly. Yeah, and we're not going to remember what what was said to go with it because yeah, yeah, really but, poor from 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 the whole team. I thought, but um, yeah, on the Queensland side, I think I think I mean there can't be any argument anymore that Munster's a better fullback than Caitlin Ponga, right? No, I don't think that. Like, like, that's I, always a weird argument. The, the weirder argument actually is when people say Kalen Pong is as good as Tedesco. That's the weirder argument. Do people say that? Yes. That's absurd. It is absurd. But yeah, Munster, like, Ponga is obviously, in terms of being opposition 20, is close to the best fullback in the competition. But his whole round game still isn't there yet. And that's what Munster showed in this game is that, you know, he was damaging, especially in that first half. Whenever he touched the ball, he looked like something might have happened. He was absolutely brilliant in that first half. Like, Every time he touched the ball, he was just like dancing around. It looked like he was going to make a break every time. Yeah. I don't think we had enough set up in terms of getting the ball in his hand, though. Especially in that second half. It was like, I don't know why, but usually we have joy on that left-hand side. And in this game, I thought if we maybe if we got Munster over there, we might have had some joy. But instead, we just kept giving the ball to Moses and by. <laughs> and then he'd fall over. And then he'd fall over, yeah. Because a couple of times I got around the outside of Tommy, but Munster wasn't there. But yeah, yeah he was. He had a great game, and it's a bit of a tragedy that like whenever he plays fullback, he looks like one of the best players in the world. But he's like probably never going to really be a full time fullback. That's what <laughs> I, that was my question. Like, does does someone like, like obviously? I'll take him. Not, at, I'll take him at Souths. I'll, yeah. I'll be the bigger. I'll be the <laughs> take the bullet. Yeah. <laughs> but surely, if if he plays fullback, he's what a top five fullback. Mate, he's, at least, he's like probably the second best fullback. Yeah. I would put him at number two. I think. Could, I think this year his play, whilst not at fullback, has been more impressive than Roger Tuivasa-Shek's play overall. Yeah. But any time yeah, he like he's, you know, Teddy obviously clear number one, but then you've got Tommy, you know, Tommy, uh, and Ponga. But if you, if Bellamy's listening, which I'm assuming he's an avid listener, <laughs> he does. He, he has listened. Put about, him there. Let's ha- see what happens. He listened about Brody Crawford. If you're gonna listen to anything, Cam Munster at fullback for the fans. Put him there. <laughs> You're so far ahead on the, on the ladder anyway. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter where you just play him there. You just, you just watch him. You're like, he just looks unbelievable there. Like, Yeah, it does. I got. And back on those on the halves, this is one of those games that, that none of them look like an origin half. It was like, there's a lot of guys playing really good footy in this game, but there's none of the halves are playing up to that standard. Hey, There was so much like, 
DCE was a, bit, a problem with it. Mitch Pearce in the first half looked exactly like the old Mitch Pearce. There was so much sideways stuff from them. And just shoveling the ball sideways without going forward as a half generally just causes problems for the guys outside you. And you might have noticed it was about a 20-minute period at the start of the second half that any time DCE passed a long ball, Jack White murdered the person on the end of it. Because, like, that's all DCE was doing for about 20 minutes there, was going across field and throwing cutouts, hoping that he spread the ball. But you can't do that in origin. You have to go straight and engage the line, and you have to draw, draw, draw attention to create, create something. And that was my concern about, you know, making DCE the captain off of one dead rubber last year is that Dead rubber's proved nothing, and he's looking like... Well, he was bad, but there's moments in that game that you want more out of a guy who's, again, experienced in his 30s, the captain of the team, stand up and produce things, not just go across the field. And I, was, I think that's the same thing with Mitch yeah. Pierce, by the way, is that he wasn't terrible, but again, he's played, what is it, 18 or 19 Origins now? 19. 19 Origins, his eighth series. Uh, he's supposed to be playing his best ever footy. He's supposed to be the best half in the competition, people keep telling you. And he comes in and he's just okay. It's like, okay isn't good enough anymore. <laughs> like yeah, I, I, it is when you've got Cook and Tedesco. <laughs> yeah, but it's just like you're supposed to. If all the, it's easy when you got those two, right? Your job is easy. I will say this in his defence: he was the best performing New South Wales halfback in this series this year. Oh yeah, well I, th- I don't even know if that's true. Like, oh come on, <laughs> it was clearly terrible. He wasn't good. At least Pierce created something. He did throw that one pass, which was. Good. I'm serious. Like, that's at least true. he did that. Yeah, he did. But he did uh, but the rest of it, it wasn't like he was a big step. Kicking game still the same old thing, by the way. Yeah. Hey, just kick it safely to any back three from Queensland. He hit he them would, on the full almost yeah. every time. Every, I, every kick. The only kick he didn't hit on the full was that one where he, they went back 20 metres and, and then he cross field to Fergo. Yeah. That was the only time he didn't hit a Queensland um, on the full. I, I, I will say, though, I'm, pr- I'm pleasantly surprised. Like, if you exclude Knights fans and a couple of mm-hmm. people who were always going to pump his tyres, no matter how good or badly he played, the Pierce takes they've been pretty rational and balanced for the most part. Like most people are like, yeah, he was good. Like not cause it, like yeah, he was fine, and he threw that one really good pass, but and I'm happy he got this monkey off his back. But no, I didn't really see anyone saying, oh, he won them the game. He was a superstar, any of that stuff, which was a nice surprise because that's yeah. true. And he was fine, and he was the better of the two Blues halves. Yeah, but, I agree with that. Um, yeah, but that's it. But I don't think he's certainly put his name on a jersey for next year. Oh, he's getting picked next year. Oh, he, I'll say he's getting picked. But it was one of those <laughs> games you're like, oh, there's you know, yeah, you have to pick him. Next yeah, year, yeah, but he is getting picked. Next yeah, year. and then I thought Corey Norman. You mentioned it. I thought he had a really good first like thirty minutes. Yeah. And then vanishes the game when I really liked early in the game. He's doing something that it can be underappreciated when you watch a game. You know, sometimes when the halves get the ball and all they do is go central and turn a full back under. Sometimes you're like, "What's he doing that for? He's not doing anything." But what it achieved in this game was that in game two, the Blues line sweep was really good and it was pushing Queensland back. You know, most of the half, uh, most of the game. But when a half does that, it opens up space. You can't jam a half like that because they can create something. So the first couple of sets of Queensland actually got rolling better when Norman was doing that. And I was watching the game, going, "Man, this is the mature performance from Corey Norman." And then put the nice little kick in for Felice Cafusi, and I'm like, "Am I going to change my mind on Corey no. Norman?" <laughs> I believe you tweeted that you were always a big fan of his. <laughs> yeah, no, always the early an change of mind. <laughs> but uh, no, I'm not a fan. I'm not, yeah. He was just quickly back off. Oh, he wasn't awful the rest of the game. Just didn't really stand up. And that one kick he put out in the full that was like he was squared up to the sideline. It was going nowhere but out on the full. Yeah, <laughs> like that was the only place it was going. That was a very bad kick. Can we talk about how just back on the uh, commentators? Because looking through, I wrote a few notes last night and basically just said. Uh, you know, like, Tedesco is good. Uh, <laughs> good Munster note. is good. But then Gus kept saying that Munster was a menace. Yes, and he like, said it so many menace, times. He's a menace, isn't he, he around the saying rocks. it. What, yeah. do you, what do you mean? Like, it's, he gets the ball a bit and, like, looks dangerous. Like, he did, he it was so it, weird. He, he said it maybe five times. He wouldn't let it go. Yeah, he wouldn't. He does that thing where he just repeats the same words. So like, he did it with when they were doing the video ref check for the final try. Every step Fergo took, he was going, good boy. 
good, good boy. boy. <laughs> and he said it every every step when it was clear that he was not on the sideline with each yeah. step. Good boy. Yeah. Good boy. Yeah. And I was like, mate, <laughs> this is weird. He it, just gets some things in his head and then just, just rolls yeah. with it. Do you remember like 2010 Cronulla games? If they ever beat someone down at uh, Sharp Park, he'd be going... It's a Bermuda, Bermuda Triangle, fellas. I'm telling you, Bermuda <laughs> Triangle. Their team just come here and they play to their level. It's the Bermuda Triangle. Same oh. thing. He's just a menace. He's a menace. He's just a menace. He is a menace. Well, he can't call the referees a menaces, unfortunately. He'd like to do that for 80 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he would. But he can't. A weird, weird word to describe a player. Like... Yeah. Pest, maybe. Yeah. Menace <laughs> was a funny one, you menace. <laughs> menace is how you describe someone that's like pissed at a pub and like... Yes. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, whiz. <laughs> like, yeah, oh, awesome. You're talking about your menaces. He's <laughs> yeah. an all-time menace. He's a peak menace. Um, ben Hunt, really good. Thought he engaged the line well. Thought he hustled. Thought he... Did a... I thought he was a bit more busy than he is at club level. Yeah, it's one of the, it's a weird thing you mentioned that it's like it kind of forces does it force his engagement because there's some heart of games when he's a halfback and you get the shits as a fan when he has it doesn't go to the line but he did it all three games at, at number nine this series and I was pleasantly surprised by his performance like I wouldn't be upset if he got picked over a fit Jake friend next year I thought he was that that good bar that one kick he did in this game he only kicked once in this game and I think they must have gave him a rocket about kicking because he kicked on third tackle. On halfway, it's like, mate. It's unlike him, it's third tackle on halfway. We're going to be on that there like thirty by tackle five. Don't kick it. But he kicked it on third tackle into Tommy Turbo at marker, <laughs> and then it dribbled to Tedesco, who made that great kick return, and he scored off the following set. That was bad, but the rest of the game, yeah, I thought he's pretty good. And he has he, this whole series, he, as you said, he can fade in and out of games at at, at, at halfback, and it's it is possible to fade in and out of games at hooker. He can just stand up and pass the ball the whole game. But he tries to create for the whole 80 when he plays for Groot. I, I, I like him there. And we should be talking about how he helped set up the DCE drop goal as well, right? Like, yeah. with that run. like Great run. I mean, we didn't, we didn't get the drop goal, but... But, but like, if, yeah. if DCE takes a shot, kicks it, then it's like, how about that run from Hunt and, you know, gets yeah. a bit more recognition. But yeah, unfortunately, nothing nothing came off. No, no attempt. DCE did attempt that field goal at the end of the first half, though, and miss it. So that was fun. <laughs> I love a good end of the first half field goal attempt. Yeah. And then, well, Munster... This is Munster being a menace. Oh. He was angry at DC for not giving him the ball. It's like, what were you going to do, Cam? Was like, like, again, I watched the replay when Cam puts his hands in the air. It's like, mate, there's like 10 seconds to go. What were you going to do? Just be a me- He's a menace with the ball, Mitch. It doesn't matter what he does. Exactly. Just give him the ball, let him menace. Just ask us. He's a menace. And we should probably talk about some of the forwards in this game. Well, Ethan Lowe was yes. great, obviously. My man, Ethan Lowe. I was surprised it took that long for Lowe to come up. But we, hear oh, that- we were getting it. We were trying yeah. to do it unit by unit. We hear that cliche all the time. He's just an origin player. But God, Ethan Lowe he is, is. He really is, isn't he? He's just he's like, an origin player. I think he might, by, yeah, he's an origin if, player. If yeah. they'd won by a field goal, I don't think he was better than Munster, but I think he might have got man of the match on TV because of that charge down and, and the fact count. that he was on debut, tackled his socks off, yeah. kicked, kicked the goal to tie the game. Not love, an easy love conversion. Love a gritty forward as well for a man yeah. of the match. Tough yeah. look for my guy, Matt Gillett. Like, Ethan Lowe comes from South Bench and does everything you're supposed to do, but better than you do. <laughs> like an origin, <laughs> origin debut. Is he your guy? No. Okay. That's, that's a, I mean, and again, this is a guy who was playing reserve grade for a team that I don't think made the Q Cup finals last year and yeah, um, it is a funny yeah. one like, he's one of those players that we asked many times in this podcast too, how nobody wanted him last year it didn't make any sense and he had no market even this year when he left the Cowboys but now he's played Origin it'd probably be a Q or clubs now but we already resigned him to say, so, say, too thank bad. God there's already a, probably be a Q but too bad and he might play game one next year because of it he was so good and he deserves that call up if he does um, another South player though that's two games of a club gag guy. I've had enough of this shit. <laughs> club gag guy was 
up and about. And by up and about, I mean not about at all. He gets one on one strip twice in about four seconds. <laughs> <laughs> like, that that wasn't was great. That weird passage of play where just shit was going whack and everything. That was, was a very weird minds. passage. Every other South player was fantastic. Ken Murray was exceptional. He should have come Murray. on earlier. God, he's so he good. was great. Yeah, he was really good. He might have invested in the field the period he was on the field for like that 30 minutes. Got that minutes. strip, had a line break. Um, yeah. He had like player. another really. Like a massive run as well, I think. He mm. did. And he um, also hit Moses Zemba every time I got the ball. I don't know why. He hit something personal, but he went smashing <laughs> every time out of spot and smashed him. But uh, yeah, he was fantastic when he came on. Uh, other forwards of Queensland, I thought Papali was immense again. Oh, yeah, he was off for way too long. Yeah, he. that's one of the things that we're talking at half time, and I was like, who gives a shit about your planned rotation or your last two minutes, whatever, whatever. You've got to throw Papali and Joe on back at the 50th minute. Like, whatever. Play the last 30, or if they don't make it to the end, pull them off then. But. This is that's the decisive part of this game, and it didn't happen. Papali came back on the moment. Pretty much, he came on the field and Cook stepped in to score. Ran right past, and that wasn't great. But <laughs> from then on, again, it was like the ascendancy came back to Queensland, and it was that same the first twenty odd minutes. Like Papali seems to have such an influence on these Origin games that Queensland feel like they're in control when he's on the field. He's not playing long enough. But yeah, and I thought Joe O like two good Origins now. Like his two best games of the year, both at Origin. He's only been average for the Broncos. It feels like just. I'm not used to that. I'm used to that with you know players for your club like GI and G- Dane Gagai. Now we've got one, Joe O doing it to us, but he was good too. Um, on the Blues side, I mean, we all knew Clement was good. What a ridiculous idea that he wasn't going to play, but he was exceptional again. Mm-hmm. Clement was great. Uh, Fanukin exceptional off the bench again as well. Another guy like probably plays for Australia this year. Took yeah. way too long to play this level, but he was fantastic. And it was Frizzell who yeah, topped really the tackle good. count, and every tackle basically hurt someone. So yeah, and people really want to hate Boyd Cordner for some reason. Yeah, people were sl- slamming him for last night. I thought he was pretty and, good. And still. I do understand again the last try was kind of on his side of the field, but he was to me again it was it was really good for sixty odd minutes. And I thought at the start of the second half he came out really intense and tried to lift his team. And I thought he had a good game. So yeah, I thought he I thought he was great. Um Jake Turbo, I thought him and Tom both had quiet games. And we got the Dan Saifidi game that we deserved and expected. Four <laughs> runs, thirty two meters, didn't come back on. Really <laughs> shut up the haters though. He did. Showed them he, haters. He showed them. Especially yeah. you, Mitch Doyle. <laughs> yeah, he showed me. Uh who else would we talk about? Jack Whiten was pretty good in defence. Really good in defence. Didn't I get a lot he, of chances with the ball Yeah, but. he was good, I thought. Yeah. yeah. He um didn't he, stuff up, which that's good. That's good. He he charged up often on when well, he did when stuff he up once, but then he like he was at, he was partially at fault for that Chambers break, but he, then he then came from behind and knocked the ball out. Yeah, so. there was two Chambers yeah, breaks that White right. messed up on from jamming in too soon, but they didn't cost the team in the end. But speaking of that, though, speaking of the line breaks, though, so in this series, Queensland had 10 line breaks and the Blues had 17, which is obviously a big thing anyway. But the big, one of the big differences to my side, to me with the sides, is like how often the Blues broke the line and went on with it. You know, so the Queensland broke the line 10 times, only scored points on the back of five of those line breaks. Meanwhile, the Blues scored points on the back of 12 of their 17 line breaks. Like most of the time they broke the line, they were scoring points, be it on that tackle, next tackle, or a penalty after that. They converted most of the points. And... I think that's a, the value of having someone like Tedesco or Cook is that when you break through, the likelihood of you scoring is pretty much 90% when they break the line. Like, So New South Wales had 17 line breaks. How yeah. many were Cook and Teddy? Uh, Tedesco was four of them, and I don't know. I think Cook was three. So it's nearly like a half. third of them. Yeah, nearly which, half. Which is, which is not bad. Not bad at all. And, and one thing that's interesting, Harry Ramey's raised it for this year and last year that he showed me, but the pick and stick is dead. So it's... Uh, Blues made seven changes in their team between game one and two, and three positional changes too, and they won both last two games. Last year, they debuted 11 players in game one and won the first two games. 
In 2017, after losing game one, Queensland made seven changes and two abysmal changes and won the final two games. So, yeah, it turns out that if you haven't got the world's greatest team ever, just sticking with players probably doesn't always just work out. If you haven't got, it's like... Interesting English, theory. Yeah, <laughs> you haven't just got, like, Inglis and Thurston and Cronk and Lockyer and all those guys, it's actually not as easy to stick with them and just win. Hmm. <laughs> interesting it theory. Does, it seems to make sense, actually. Yeah, what a surprise picking, like, the players who are in form in, in a rep arena might, might work out. Yeah. There was still some weird calls by old Mad Freddy, but... There was. He, he gets away with it again. Oh, these these are not two exceptionally coached teams. They're not. Like, mm. the, the Blues team has every right to be better than what it is. Even with the players on paper. They really should have smashed Queensland last night. They still won, which is good, 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 good right to them to win the game. But it's like, they have the team to be picked there to actually blow this Queensland team apart. And they just don't. They didn't, you know. Yep. And Australia just hit a four. So that's good. That is nice. Yeah. We're, we're, we're coming back. Um, We're back. Yeah. Anything else we want to talk about in this game? I think no. That's about it. Yeah. You know, it's it was a decent series of cider, and now I'm glad we can go on to normal rugby league for a few weeks. Yep. All right. Quick one sentence each on each of the club games from last week. St George Laura fourteen, Melbourne Storm sixteen. Feels like so long ago. Can we have like a little yeah. refresher about what fourteen? Good seven. sentence, Edwin. <laughs> that's my um, sentence. That feels like a long one, time ago. One word: happened? expected. Cam Smith got a penalty goal at the end, and everyone complained. It's like, oh, Cam Smith's the referee. Even though it was a penalty. That's, that's, that's the usual thing, isn't it? <laughs> yep. Uh, Friday, West Tigers 16, Sydney Roosters 24. Really fun game. That fun was a game. fun game. Enjoyed it a lot. Uh, I did like and like Luttrell just jumping over players now. That was fun. I did like that. Like, <laughs> like just leap over. Okay, why not? Um, Ryan Hall was okay, I thought. Which yep. Is, which is a thing. They did. There was a weird segment on TV after the game where Sam Thiday interviewed him whilst he did a Rubik's Cube. And then it was just like, Thiday just doesn't know how not to say stupid shit. So the whole time Ryan Hall's doing three weeks cubes, Thiday's making terrible jokes. I did say that. It was not good TV. It was like, <laughs> cut away, like, guys. oh, I couldn't do that. It's like, oh, thanks. He, he gets like every Sammy. five seconds, oh, man, I couldn't do this. Like, oh, look at him go. <laughs> Newcastle 20, Warriors 24. Shout out Connor Watson. Yeah, that wasn't good. Yeah, no. Um, uh, yeah, how about when Blake Green's kicked the ball at the post like 17 times? <laughs> maybe realise the last time he's kicking at the post again. Um... Do we want to talk about the 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 Kemamolo no try? No, because as far as I'm concerned, I called it correctly at the pub. <laughs> you did <laughs> call it. Man. I was there. I can the, confirm. The one I said he dropped correctly. that, and then they said no try. So that's that's the end of it. I wonder what the life is like. Say you're like Todd Greenberg, or you're uh, Peter Beattie, or you're Graham Annesley, and you're sitting at home watching the game, and you, like they knew that was a try. They came out and, and you know said that. But do you see that happen? You just go, ah, oh, shit. My <laughs> Monday is <laughs> fucked. Like, Get the emails happens? ready. Yeah, is that, is that what you do? You watch, you're like, ah, oh, shit. Just b- bizarre call. And it was one of those ones that like the commentators just didn't know how to control themselves. All three of them screamed at like, the same time on the replay, <laughs> including Vossi, who doesn't usually lose his mind. They were all like, nah, 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 when, when it was um when it was shown on the big screen again. But yep. yeah, it was not, not a bad game from like... It was, it, I enjoyed it. Oh, we should probably talk about the concussion as well. The Knights were were obviously missing many a troop, got a couple lucky bounces, but they were pretty good and, you know, the Warriors uh, got a win. Yeah, concussions, they're back. They are back. And shout out um, to the Strawberry Hills Cocktails for getting us through that game. They did. As well, it was... Refreshing passion fruit <laughs> beverages. Is this a funny thing is like, we kind of handcuff our referees. <laughs> I thought Mitch was going to go on like a take about cocktails, like... Strawberry Hills have got some takes. Terrible. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
The thing about cocktails is... Yeah, like, it is. I literally kind of rocked back in my chair at the same time too, so Eddie was expecting... <laughs> well, when you get a concussion, it's kind of like your brain is in a cocktail shaker. It's like a strawberry daiquiri. Yeah. <laughs> Sloshed around. It is. Um, it is weird. This, this rule change has come in, and we obviously saw the Cowboys one, which is... That was a pretty obvious one, even though the ref should have gone outside of it. In this instance as well, Gavin Badger on both occasions... Um, P- Peter Hiku got knocked out, you know, on the blanking a tackle. It was quite clear he'd been concussed. And then next play, the the Warriors, sorry, the Knights score. And you even had uh, like Knights play Danny Levi pointing at the ref and pointing at uh, at the concussion. But the current rule book now says that it's got to be a trainer to tell you. You know, that's what they're saying. And I'm not pro the rule change. I think it's ridiculous because I didn't have any big issue with it. Like last year, we had people frothing in commentary, especially you had your blocker roaches frothing that he hated players staying down. But then there's no winning in the situation. When a player then stays down, so even though referees aren't supposed to make an assessment, they still get in trouble if they don't make one in situations like this. Mm. Okay. Yeah. So uh, now, if, if you fake a concussion really well, you might be able to get away with it. <laughs> like, oh, you stay down like really well. And Sunday, Cronulla Sharks 22, Brisbane 24, Mitch. You're back. How shit are the Sharks? They're not great, are they? They've lost three games in a row, scoring more tries than opposition. First team in the history of rugby league ever to do that. That's like, pretty great. Back to 1908. First team to ever do it. That was some feat. That is some feat. And they're like... They lost to this team, like, not only were they already crippled, the Broncos, who also hadn't scored a first-half point away in New South Wales all year. They lost Sean O'Sullivan at half-time. We had playing <laughs> Turpin at six, McCulloch at seven, and Sierra at nine. They lost to that team. They let us come back. I don't know. Quite funny. Not bad. And then, of course, it's obviously all Sean Johnson's fault. I don't know if you knew that. But Did that he, get, was... he, he got hooked. <laughs> yeah, it was obviously... What the fuck? That was, was the obviously... weirdest part. And everyone was okay, everyone was okay with it. Apparently, it was Sean Johnson's fault. Everyone disagreed. Okay, yeah, Sean Johnson's I've, fault. I heard that apparently is because of the goal kicking. They wanted Flanagan on to kick goals in the last bit. The or last something. four minutes, but it's <laughs> not, the whole thing is just so bizarre. And like, he's got the like the dodgy legs, obviously. But it's like, I, I feel like when yeah, they, it's clearly his fault. I feel like when they reviewed the game. They've they changed their mind on what they thought because Flano, I don't know if it'll change, but he's been not named in the seven this week. But when I reviewed the game, what I saw was like Kyle Flanagan and Aaron Woods come on the field at fifty fifth minute and fifty seventh minute respectively or whatever. Like first set, Kyle Flanagan puts a terrible kick in that uh Lodge jumps on and then Flanagan knees him in the head, so neither's penalty gives away, given away. And the the Sharks are up two scores at that point. That happens, and then like two tackles later, Woods gives a dumb penalty away. Then we score off that off that penalty, so we're back in. And then between our next try, about ten minutes later, Woods gives another two terrible piggyback penalties away, and we score again. Whilst he doesn't cover on the inside, just watches the score. And then after Sean Johnson kicked exceptionally all day, like he wasn't damaging with the ball, he wasn't. He didn't do anything with the ball, but he kicked into the corners all day and pinned Darius Boy back. After all that, Woods gives away three penalties in like ten minutes. They can set, we, they consider both of them, and the solution is. Get that bloody Sean Johnson yeah, off the field. Off. He's not creating anything. Get him off the field. Yeah. Can we talk about Coates and his almost two tries? Yeah. First try, amazing. Like, just unbelievable. I, I was, I was one of. I don't, I don't often like react loudly to tries that aren't involving my team, but I was like, audibly like, what just happened? Like, because first of all, you think the ball wasn't in a good position for him. Yeah. You think it's like. Too deep, he's got no hope, and then out of absolutely nowhere, he just comes flying, like, just head first, somehow gets the ball, and 
He was just hanging in the like air forever. He, he jumped from like three meters out of the from the field of play and then just soared through the air and just made it look so easy. And then I, the disallowed one was disallowed correctly, but I don't like that rule. I just think if it's bobbling around in there, it gets a tiny little touch. Just and it's a young fella on debut. That we've yeah. been focused, by the way. I do like the young fella on debut caveat. Yeah, they but... better add that next year. I'll just put it if, he's, if he's on debut, just just let him have it. Yeah, young fellas on debut, just, just give him. Like, but that was yeah. that was one of the ones where you, like, you, I don't know if you could one hundred percent tell that there was a touch in there. It was just like oh, I think blurred fingers. You are like, oh, look, he probably. I think did, he but you could, but it's just, like I just I, I I don't like it. Well, there has been a subtle change in the video refereeing this year, and Graham Annesley's mentioned a few times on Monday reviews. But I don't think fans have noticed it, but they actually don't go back to the on-field call anymore. They only go back to the on-field call if they can't see the ball, if they can't make a call. So it's like rest call again. So that's why you've seen these ones like that. You would have thought, oh, it would go with the on-field call because you can't really tell. No, they've been told to make a decision first. They did. Not, so they yeah. did actually talk about that on the commentary. So, so yeah, yeah that, if you don't know, that's that's a subtle change I've made this year, but um. Yeah, Coates did those two amazing things, but then he was like, he was like a kid the rest of the game. Like I enjoyed it, but like he yeah. made two terrible mistakes that were the tries conceded, and he was pretty average the rest of it. But what? Well, I don't know. What, I don't expect much from an eighteen-year-old who played one Queensland Cup game. He's still named again this week, but uh, if we can just keep like if that's our new strategy, terrible hit-ups with McCulloch at hooker and then kick it at Xavier Coates. Better than the other strategy, give it to Darius. Well, Ballard. they stopped kicking to him after yeah, no. he did those two <laughs> things. Like, weird. surely your tactic now is just get the ball 20 out and just yeah. kick it over. That doesn't matter where it goes. Like, anywhere within, like, a 20-meter radius. Yeah. It'll somehow just come from it. anywhere and score. And uh, Jake Turpin's a baller. I don't care where we play him. He's just so good. He was really good. He's oh. the world's worst haircut. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. so that makes it hard for me to get around him, but... Yeah, no, it is a bit of a turn-off, especially when you yeah. see it before, before it gets messed up in a pre-game where it's just like a straight line across the front of his head. <laughs> it's real chav stuff, I'm not here for it. Not about it. And then Pangai is better on the edge, I've admitted it, I'm accepting it. Good, It's yeah. not good, but I'm accepting it. Um, next week's games, Penrith... Pan- oh, what a putrid Friday doubleheader this is. Penrith versus the Gold Coast. Oh, I'll take Penrith, but at what cost? <laughs> <laughs> if they, It will be ironic if they get Garth Brennan sacked. If they beat him and he gets sacked on Monday, that'll be fun. So I'm, oh, Penrith. I don't. I Gold Coast. And I you never believe it, but another debut at Penrith this week. Oh, good. <laughs> yeah. oh, by the way, you tipped against the Broncos for the first time ever, and they won. Yeah, it's worked. So you're <gasps> the reverse mark. Zero neg- percent tipping to, against the Broncos. I have to tip against the Broncos again this week. That's fair. Um, other game: Knights Bulldogs in Newcastle. Knights by a fair few. Jesus think? Christ. Not they a great Friday night. Do anything it? else other than watch Friday night? It is, uh, you know, make up with the family Friday. So if you miss yeah. the other shits at Origin, Kate seems to be on every other week. This is the week. Oh, Where is... Let's go have a yeah. dinner Friday so night. So no, Chelsea, Knights. if you're listening, let's don't go have a dinner. Don't worry about the footy. No, no, don't worry about the games <laughs> are either. But <laughs> yeah. Nights? Nights? Yeah, yeah nights. nights. Yeah. Um, nights Friday, yeah. on, uh, Saturday, on the other hand, is a super Saturday in every sense of the word. Three games, all look like crackers. South Sydney versus Manly, three o'clock. That's uh, a banging game. It is a banging game. Adam Dewey at fullback. One bat, one Darius esque game from Corey Allen and Wayne's seen enough. Yes, one one of those bad tackle attempts and that's it. But interested in it? Yep, I'm going to go Manly. Okay, fair. Uh, I'm going South. I don't believe in this. Oh, Wayne lost like three Origin games. His season's over. So I'm going South. Had oh. a mate at work who's a Knights fan who hadn't seen in a couple of weeks. Already going the early crow when I ran in, uh, when I had a couple of beers with him the other night. Knights I, fans. I, told early you, crows. told you Wayne had fucked your club. I was like, mate. <laughs> Jesus, we're like second still. It's gonna be great that when Rain retires and like Sam Burgess is in his thirties and Burgess leaves, people are like, "Oh, look at him! He left. Look at the mess he left him in." Yeah, <laughs> I'd like uh, to know actually for that game who's backing up and who's not. That could. It's a good change. question. We, we, I think all the South players are gonna I, back I, up. I think they're all gonna back up. I think up. the Turbo should just have a rest. Yeah, yeah. If, I think it's for the best. One or both of the uh, 
turbos are out then. Um, 5.30, Brisbane hosting the Warriors. It'll also be a great game. I'm going to take... Darius Port at six is back. It's back, baby. I'll take Brisbane. Back. Um, well, now I have to pick against the Broncos. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> one for one. So I'm picking, I'm picking the Warriors, my other team. This could be an absolute terrible game. All this is one of those games that could be, yeah, it could be a real stinker. Just Cody Nicarima revenge game. Yeah, like Broncos Warriors games usually always been crackers, but I yeah, think a lot of potential I, ones. I have faith. The one earlier in the year was eight two. It was a stinker. This is potential again to be like yeah. ten four. That was only like three weeks ago as well. It's weird. It was terrible. Um, <laughs> Give me Warriors, please. Yep. And the final game, Melbourne hosting Cronulla. It'll be classic Cronulla to turn around and beat the Storm after the shit they dished out last the week. Cam four hundred, and I'm enjoying how mad everyone is about it. Why are people getting mad? Because he's Ken Smith and he cheated and he orchestrated it all. And I hate him and uh, whatever. It's great. And there's a documentary after the game and Fox love over-advertising anything. They've advertised it like every four minutes during rugby league coverage and I'm here for it. People are so mad. You know what? I'm going to watch it. I'm, I'm one of those people, you where, are, Because, <laughs> yeah, I just want to watch a bit of a bit of chat and they've got a countdown like, like three days until Cam Smith 400. And I'm like... I just want to enjoy my day. Just, I don't need to be told that it's... How many days it's and minutes some, until this is happening? Benji's 300th and someone else's 300th as well this weekend. You've literally been warned about Cancer going to Who's the Who's the other one? Like it's Benji, Benji yeah. and someone else. I can't remember the other one. I don't remember Benji. Cause I, thought there was an, I, sw- I swear there was an ad for two guys having a 300 and Cam having a 400. Poor other guy that we've forgotten about. I'm sorry, <laughs> other guy, if you're listening. Uh, <laughs> if you're listening. <laughs> two o'clock Sunday in Gosford. Oh, we didn't pick Storm. Oh, sorry. Uh, yeah. Yes. Yes. Uh, Gosford, 2 p.m. Roosters hosting the Cowboys. Roosters hosting the Cowboys. Uh, Roosters are confident enough to rest all the Origin players. I'm going. I had the same confidence. I'm going to Roosters. <laughs> I'll also go to the Roosters. Um, yeah, sure. Why not? And then the Bank West Derby. Edwin Smith will be in attendance. I will uh, take in my dad. So the Smith Eye are going. Well, oh, who did your dad support? Is it a third team? Because well, your brother's a Tigers fan. Why? Well, that's a bit of a, a rugby league fraud. Because as far as I was aware, his whole <laughs> life he supported the Dragons, and then just when I was a teenager, all of a sudden he's like, oh. I, Support the Tigers now. And I'm like, what do you mean? And he uh, just changed it, so now he's a Tigers fan. Uh, that's a Stephen Land Franken move. So I'm not about it. Is that. Uh, yeah, Frank, look, Stephen has. has Stephen, he uh, would. I did not know this about Stephen. Look, <laughs> look it up. Look it up. What do you mean, look it up? <laughs> On his wiki page? It's, oh, it's, no, it's, it's oh, wiki the, 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 the <laughs> other guy's Gavin Cooper. Gavin Cooper. That, he's classic the other guy. He is. Yeah, he is. Um, I'll, I'll take the Eels in this one. The other game at Bankwest was like a thousand nil. So I'll go the Eels because the Tigers don't yeah. tend to like there. But it's a West reason. Tigers home game this time, Eddie. The tig- <laughs> Could that yeah, make all the difference? Oh, the Tigers beat the South there. They had another True. good game there too, didn't they? I can't remember. Look, uh, two teams I have no faith in picking them ever. Mm. I'm going to pick the Tigers. And 6.10pm uh, in Wollongong, the Dragons and the Raiders. A little nightcap to end the round. Yeah, uh, Ben Hunt's in the extended reserves. I'm guessing he'll come in. Like, I it is quite funny seeing Mary doing the rest origin players thing the year after that ruined his season. It's like, mate, look, you're probably going to need him now to win games. Mm. <laughs> so he hasn't named Hunt, Vaughn or Frizzell, but I, I reckon Hunt might play. It's a few days after. They need to win this game, but I'm picking, I'm picking the Raiders. Yeah, me too. Are we, are we going to this game? I think we are. I'm going. I thought you were, yeah, thought you were busy. Going, yeah. No, no, I'm, I'm in. Campo asked you today if uh, you were coming I and you said, him, yeah. I'm busy. He did. Did I? Yes, you did. Oh, I think he texted me. I think I said yes in text. You said I'm away. <laughs> like no, no, I'm away for uh, the beer festival thing. Oh, you got your 27. wires crossed. We were talking about this Sunday, Wait, not, the, away, not the well, Newtown beer festival. Good. I've already, I've already, I've already so you're back for the, you are back for this Sunday. <laughs> I'm, I'm out now. You're out. You've had enough. <laughs> too confusing. Yeah, there's two things. Too many events. I mean, why are the two things? <laughs> they both have campo and footy. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, yeah, it's too so, much. If only there was some kind of like fast 
light rail from Parramatta to Wollongong, and then you could do the the Bankwest Raiders yeah. Dragons double. Just it's very ambitious, Edwin. Would be. Why don't we get that? Let's let's let's, let's talk about it. We'll work okay, let's <laughs> work out logistics. We have like. We have like 15 minutes to make it from full time. Yeah, is that enough time? Helicopter. Is what you're saying. Is Uber helicopter a thing yet? I actually think it is a Melbourne. That is a thing, isn't it? Yeah, you can like get a a helicopter to work or some shit. We'll look look into it. We will. (laughs) Simi Renrandra trying the chip and chase. Oh, no, it's Simi Redradra. And Redradra's away. Simi Redradra. Oh, this will be interesting. Oh, yes, it will, yes. Semi Rundrundra. Oh, he's absolutely buried it. Rundrundra. I feel like that was a quiet news drop, but deal with it, people. Sorry. Uh, news, Broncos re-signed Matt Lodge and Tavita Pangai. So, uh, Lodge about 700k a year, 600k a year for Pangai. Good deals. That's news. Uh... Oh, one thing, people, by the way, it's like one of those things that happened with Gutho early in the year. Like, the last, like, month, it's been every week, oh, Matt Lodge is going to go to Para, eh? Oh, he might go to the Warriors, eh? It's like, that never happens. When it's like, when, when the manager's linking the player to any club possible, they're never going. That's it, they're trying to get paid. It's like when you see a player linked to the Roosters. The majority of the time, they're not actually going to the Roosters. They don't sign everybody. But, yeah. The Roosters only sign good players. So exactly. That's how it works. And when Pangai had a bad few weeks... Yeah, it's <laughs> never going to happen. Mate, the genius move for me if Seaball having the team playing terribly so you can resign everyone on unders. <laughs> Great move. It's a smart business move. We figured it all out. But uh, I want to talk about this anyway. How bad... I was about to talk about the Sharks and I forgot about it. How bad are like all their sign, big signings the last two years? Matt Moylan, Aaron Woods. Josh Dugan. The ghost of Sean Johnson. Yeah. Josh Dugan. Um, Josh Morris wasn't a big signing. He's been their best signing pretty much in that mm. period. Like for for a club that has generally done pretty good in the signings front the last you know decade, pretty much they've had been disappointed by almost all of them. Mm. Yeah, just interesting. Yeah, and it, then, it is interesting. And you know they brought in Sean Johnson, didn't adapt their football to how he plays, and they've lost Kyle Flanagan, and it's well it's Sean Johnson or not, but they're pulling Sean Johnson. In big games, right? it's weird. Well, anytime you can, um, there's something in the water, is what you're saying. There is. Well, yeah, it's gone now. It's the problem. The water's clean. <laughs> John Morris is in charge. <laughs> they don't know what they're going to do. Okay. Oh, any other dear. news this week? I, I think after Origin, there's that weird like post mortem of Origin lull of like, hey, this player is the best in the world. Whatever, whatever, and then no news cycle. Um, I don't have do any we... other news to report. Do Did you we hear ever? about um Morgan? Is he, is he alive? He is alive. Okay, good. Good, good that he's alive. It's not quality living. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and apparently, Kevin Walters will be back next year. I'm uh, Wade I, I Graham's going to be out for like three or four weeks. Yeah, I believe, believe Kevin when I, when I see that. Yeah, that's kind of the, the news after Origin, isn't it? The the injury fallout and what, yeah, how I'm, the players are doing. I'm all in on Wayne 2020 for for Queensland. Oh, I think for Prime Minister, which I'm that also all in on. We've been doing this earlier. We've got the lima beans ready. We're voting for him anyway. But there was like earlier last time that that came up. He wanted to go for Queensland and Queensland said no because they don't want a part-timer. Same thing when Australia said no and they didn't want a part-timer. Then they just gave uh, part-timers full-time jobs in, in Mal and Kevy. Also, <laughs> you're, it's, a three, it's three games. It's Why three do they games. need to be full-timers? It's ridiculous. And all they do is pick the same team that played the year before. Like, they, spend the whole <laughs> yeah. they don't do anything the whole offseason. How many times can you watch the tape of the three games from yeah, the year before? Exactly. I don't know. So, um, but yeah, we'll, we'll see what happens there. Are you serious? Yeah. We're going to have any questions. Question time. 
first question comes from Michael Darren seventy nine. Should Craig Bellamy be cancelled for climbing Uluru earlier this year? I've missed this. Well, I missed this too. Is that, is that, there's some breaking news, bro. That's in post-origin news cycle. That I thought, the, uh, people, I thought you weren't allowed to climb a little. That could be why it's like cancelled. Isn't it like a sacred site? Did he do it like before they, the band came in? Because him testing the the, <laughs> the regulations, rules and regulations, he's not against it. Okay. Uh, do you have any emotional connection to the Australian flag, for or against the redesign? Ah, uh, no, I don't care at all. Um, one of my favourite things in the world this week was. Watching Americans flip out about Megan Rapino, or was it Megan Rapino? One of the US soccer players dropped the flag on the ground while she was celebrating. She dropped it, and they they acted like she just like punched a like baby. Does not respect the troops or, no, the, flag. or the flag. Um, no, I, I I could not give any less of a fuck. It's a piece of fabric. I don't care. Yeah, same. Yeah, and uh, well, I'm not in favour of a change because we do we do something dumb that like we would make it the boxing kangaroo. That, oh, okay. No, yeah. hang on. Yeah, sorry. That, <laughs> That's a thing because it will just end up worse, like yeah. 100%. That's it. Let's get rid of the Union Jack and put something really dumb in the corner, like Bob Catter. Bob. <laughs> like, like, and then like, a crocodile. And then it'll be good. Okay, yeah. I'm for that. <laughs> I, would just, I would respect that flag. Um, Eddie, you got any connection to the flag? Not really, to be honest. It'll just, yeah, it'll just be a dumb... It's one of those alternative. Like you're not going to improve it. I don't think. Like, there's, there's never a time you go out in public, or especially overseas, and you see the Australian flag and feel proud of what it's representing in that situation. Like when you're in Bali, you're not going. When you see someone wearing Australian flag boardies, that guy's not an impressive human. No, it was. <laughs> like, like at least the Americans have put their flag on a pedestal, whereas ours is like the symbol of getting really smashed one day a year. Well, <laughs> speaking of smash, this no, but- time, this time last year I was in. Croatia and I was doing like a sail Croatia weekend <laughs> and there's so there's like you know 18 yachts that we're on this fleet with mm. and all of you know this like worldwide thing and all of the boats have the flags of the nationalities of who's in there yeah. and literally so every funny. boat had Aussie flags so I mean, it's just like you go all the way there and then you just that's like the main re- with these drunk Aussies you're like ah oh, that's be the like, main like, reason yeah. I A never did Kentucky and B never want to go to like Bali is because like it's just gonna be filled with like the worst Australians, but you know if yeah. you're like if you're and you're like 25 now, if you want to be a drunk Australian past the time of like 9 p.m., you have to go to those. Oh, that's countries. true. If you want to hang with other Aussies, you get well, that was then. the best part because yeah. all the drunk Aussies were drunk because there was no restrictions, and then everyone's like, "Oh, look at these Aussies, they're so drunk." And it's like, yeah, because there's no drink limits, and like you we, can buy alcohol everywhere, take it everywhere. Like, yeah. I have a question: Is our flag more shit or less shit than our national anthem, which is also shit? Our national anthem is shitter. I think our national anthem is shitter. Gert. What does okay. Gert mean? Get out of here. <laughs> Gert. And, uh, apparently everyone's welcome, but not really. <laughs> <laughs> We've boundless planes to share if you're a white person from Scandinavia. Yes. Uh-huh. Or a year and a half working holiday if you work on a farm and then fuck yep. off. Pick some, <laughs> pick some cherries and then get <laughs> out. <laughs> pick some macadamias and we're done with you, champ. Uh, how long after a Netflix series release is acceptable to discuss spoilers? That's Michael's last question. Great question. Um, Netflix series is a tricky one. It's not really something we've been accustomed to before. Uh, it's really difficult. Like, I know that... Um, I'm trying to do the last one because, like, I'm not, like, a huge... Like, of all those, like, big Netflix series that come out, like, I'm not hugely, like, ingrowed. Like, I never really got into Stranger Things. I watched it. I didn't really think it was that yeah, good. Same. 13 Reasons Why I got a bunch of stuff spoiled for me before I watched it, but, you know, so be it. Yeah. Um, it's weird. It's just not... It's not like Game of Thrones where, like, if you tweet about it on the day, you're a scumbag, basically, yeah. which is true. I don't know what the answer is. I think well, it's we, like a movie run, like a month. Yeah? We had this um, interesting 
talk at work the other day. Um, this is like a serious topic at your office. It is. It's like yeah, no, it is. <laughs> we're coming to a room talking. Well, because obviously, yeah, you so can't like, like you, it. It, de- it determines what you can post on like the Channel Ten Facebook and stuff. But right? it's like, um, like obviously Netflix is a huge competitor of Channel Ten and like free to air TV. Um, but the thing about Netflix is it's it's so quick and it's over so fast, and people actually don't establish like a long term connection with the shows. Like people aren't watching and like. You know, going and following the characters no, on that's Instagram true. or like uh, having like group chats about the shows. It's kind yeah. of like you binge it, you watch it, you forget about it. Yeah. Whereas like the, yeah, the you know, four like years of, to write season two. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and like yeah. you know, your Game of Thrones or even like something like a Survivor or something. Yeah. It's like you know, you form like a connection with the show, and then you end up is actually like becomes a much more like meaningful thing. So I think for Netflix, like the in terms of like the spoiler question, I reckon it's it's almost like yeah, a month or maybe even more, and it's just more of like a you'll mention to your mates like, oh, have you watched this? And then like, yeah, have you? Like, oh, cool. Like, that was good. Like, it's it's not as much uh, like, holy shit, I can't believe what just happened in Stranger Things season yeah. two, episode three. Like, I just watched it. Well, it's, yeah. it's interesting that you bring that up as well about people watching a series and then discarding it. I saw something today. I can't find it off the top of my head, but I saw a graphic today about the most, what the percentage of time spent watching each show on Netflix and which ones had the biggest share of people watching them, if you get me. And like number one by a long way was like eight percent of all Netflix in America is the U.S. office, and it's gone. At, <laughs> it's gone in a couple of years. And then second was Friends, so it wasn't like it wasn't yeah. Stranger Things or any of those shows. It was like Friends has gone too, I think, in the U.S. It was yeah, they're, they're, they're going to go wing streaming yeah. until they done the cable TV. Yeah, mm. um, great. Yeah, it was like it wasn't like all their originals. It was shows that people grew up with and loved and want to rewatch all the time. So yeah. it's, it's interesting. It is interesting. I mean, I guess Netflix has been doing originals long enough to have that cachet yet either, though. Although they have been doing like Orange Is the New Black and stuff around forever, and that was like one and a half good seasons, and then shit house after that. Agreed. I I also think that's a problem with Netflix in general. By the way, it's very good. They often have a good first series, and then they don't know what to do. It's too hard to get cancelled. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Where's the pressure from the studio? Make it better or get out. They have cancelled a few. Shows though, like over the yeah, they have. Um, Great, good question. This is a good question, but I I do think you can spoil Chernobyl for me though. I'm okay with it. I can tell yeah, you what yeah, spoilers. That, that was that was really good. I haven't watched it yet. I've been like I've had like a, a flu for the last like ten days, and the worst thing about I've only I didn't work for like five days in a row, and the worst thing about it is like I was home and I had all this time that I could have caught up and watched TV. But I was in such a drugged haze, I couldn't concentrate on anything new. So oh, it's no. like, I have all this time, all these shows I want to watch, but anything I'm watching, it's going... I'm, my eyes are seeing things, but there's nothing behind my eyes receiving <laughs> this. So Sounds like, like me after a few beers. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. I watched like Peep Show on Loop. I was like, hey, this guy's funny. Look at his fat head. I needed, <laughs> I needed something to fall asleep to the other night before the, um, before the Women's World Cup, before I was getting up again to watch the Women's World Cup game. And mm. I watched... It just popped up. Austin Powers 2. Just chucked it on. <laughs> Fell asleep yeah. during it. And it was fine. It wasn't as funny as I remember it when I was 10. Not sure it holds up. I'm shocked. Yeah. But there were funny moments. It wouldn't be done again now. They wouldn't release it. If you, I mean, it wouldn't get through. Well, Vern Troy is dead, Mitchell, so they can't. It's like how if they made the US office now, a lot of the funny jokes wouldn't exist. I think Steve Carell said that, didn't he? Yeah, like there's a lot of like gay jokes in the first three series. They don't exist anymore. But, but it's, they, it's they like wouldn't. the episode of The Simpsons that focuses on gay. The joke is not on the gay people. It's yeah. on the person who can't adapt to people around them. It's like how we laugh. We laugh at Bob Catter. We don't laugh with him. Yeah. Mm. Uh, and it's like every time, every now and then, the like a Little Britain skit pops up on Twitter and it's like, ooh. you can't say this in this day and age. And it's like... Mate, the best example of this like, is... is um, that age in about three months, though. <laughs> no, 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 um, like, S- Summer Heights High as well. 
Yeah. Yeah. Not good. Okay. Not uh, good. Next question. Manny McP25. With so many NRL milestones this week, what's your favourite personal milestone? Um... You record things down on paper. I've seen <laughs> things that have been on the, on the fridge before. You yeah. Hang on, let me just check Bungard's notes on his fridge. Uh, they, no they, they're the actually moment. nothing on the notebad for once. Um, <laughs> biggest milestones? I don't know. I'll say uh, first time I ran a half marathon and first time I was on the front page of the paper. Probably the biggest two. That personal best I, ra- I racked up that one day when I was like 15 and my parents went out all day and I thought, how many times could I go? <laughs> <laughs> so we've taken this question in two different directions. <laughs> It was a big milestone. It's true. I've been training with that like sporadically for like years, and then I had got the opportunity. You know, opportunity met met talent, <laughs> and then I went. I went absolutely nothing. Nothing for Eddie. No You've achieved it? nothing. What about, no, that, what about that time of... you met Rick Kelly? Dude, bringing the Rick DM Kelly. of like four people. <laughs> that which, joke, which other ones don't listen. It's relevant for three. I people, enjoyed that I joke, enjoyed and that's all that matters. Uh, Maddie, you also asked, "How are we?" Good, mate. Yeah, right. yeah, good. I was better until I heard about Mitch's 15-year-old <laughs> habits. So, Well, they're still there. The yeah. I'm just not racking up the numbers anymore. I'm pa- I'm past Did you hit prime. double digits? I didn't. <laughs> but look, I'm there's still time. It You're still young. For, it wasn't for a want of trying. <laughs> we didn't get there. Um, Mr. Unscrushable 8, how can the A-League regain some of its popularity from a few years ago? Well, they they got off to a good start today. Second day for Gallagher. Yeah, that is. Um, that's news. It's always big for a league. I don't know. I, I mean, they... I think the new Parramatta Stadium is actually going to help the A-League in a mm. weird way. You wouldn't think that a stadium can help, but it it will. Because like the whole appeal of the Wanderers was the vibe that they created at their games. They'll and that new there. stadium is so conducive to loud fans in a way that playing in front of like the same amount of people at the showground or at ANZ just isn't. Yeah. I think the A-League has a few... You know, the last few years, they've kind of had quite a few big issues, especially around the fans. Like, I think... You know, all of us have been fans of the A-League, have been to a lot of games. Like, the the best thing about it is the crowd and going there and then watching on the on the, the TV and realising, like, how loud it is. Like, that's a yeah. unique thing about Australian sport. And I think they've just... They've fucked that over the last few years with, you know... But they've ruined the it. The way that they... Well, it's like... They've the treated vi- fans and, like, the security the and Melbourne the Victory had, like, and- their amazing, like, terrace. And the club just seemed in- hell-bent on, like, policing the shit out of it until the point where they the fans just said, fuck this, it's not worth it anymore, and then went and sat on the sidelines instead. And it's never been a massive broadcast number sport in this country, but there's literally... There's no coincidence that... Once the stands have been less full, the broadcast numbers have dropped too. Because A League is one of those sports that when you when you feel the atmosphere at the ground, it actually is better on TV when you hear the chants yeah. as well. But yeah, it it needs to hit a reset button if it can on on what, how it treats fans because it's we've all said it here, we've all been before. We go to all the sports in Australia, and it is the one time I go to a sporting event here, and I feel like I'm just a second class citizen. Yep. Hundred percent agree, because and then it's, it was, game. and it's finally started to happen to AFL fans. I think I've been following that story like yeah, not closely, yeah. but a little bit, and they're like acting like it's the biggest deal in the world. It's like, well, hey, enjoying it. You thought this was perfectly fine to do to soccer fans for the last fifteen years, so fucking enjoy it. I still yeah. remember a couple of years ago at the, I think it was the Victory Sydney game at Amy Park, and oh my god, worst game I've ever been to because the grand that. final, yeah, yeah, the the grand yeah, final. Because was... I think we were, were we all there, and yeah. yeah, like I was in the not even the result. It was the f- just I, I hated the day just because yeah. it was so over policed. I was in the terrace with Melbourne, and you know, just behind one of the goals, and there was just cops in each of the aisles, and they came through and checked individually, like everyone's tickets and seats. Like, yeah, everyone this- was there sitting, and it's like, 
or like standing in a spot and like it was mm. fine and they so, like came through and then kicked out people that weren't in the right this spot. Happened, no, I felt like the biggest dickhead in the world and I just didn't like it was, and it was for, through no fault of my own funnily enough. I'm not sure if I've told this on this before but like we, we had the exact same thing in the Sydney end. Mm. So what happened is like we got there, we marched in with everybody else and just filed in, whatever. And me and Charlie are just standing on the end of a row and then a cop asked to see our tickets and I showed them our tickets and they're for like 10 rows further down at like a different seat. And she's like, oh, the, uh, your seats are down there. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, but someone's there. It's fine. Don't worry about it. And she's like, no, no, no. We're going to sort this out. And I was like, we don't. Like, seriously, we're fine. And she was like, no, no, no. We're going to sort this out. So she goes down and moves these other people. And then we enter very sheepishly, of course. And then the people next to us are giving it to us. And I'm just like, don't know what to do. I actually... I'm, I'm, just, I'm just like, I, I didn't ask them to come and kick these people yeah, out. Yeah. And like, with, and this is different to other sporting events. It's not when you go to the a, uh, so the NRL, whatever, you sit in your own seat, you pick those seats before you go there. And yeah. A-League finals, like, you can pick like, you can buy like two tickets at once and standing terrace anyway. Every, I've never stood in my ticket, in my seat ever. I, we had code yeah. memberships for five years. Never. I never stood in my, but, I never was in my assigned seat. Ever. But yeah, that game that happened, it was like, yeah, I, you know, we traveled down from Sydney with mates and I didn't get to watch the game. I had to watch the game alone. Oh, this is great. Well, I had, yeah, I had Charlie else. and the rest mm. of you were just gone. I had a really good weekend up until that point and then it was Same. fun again afterwards but the game itself was but just absolutely There was literally like a cop every second row. It was, yeah, yeah, it was, was. embarrassing. It was, it's like a 30-step thing whatever. There was cops every second row through the active on both ends. It was terrible. At least... And then Frank Lowy fell off the stage which we missed because we left as soon as the game oh, was good. Yeah. Well, I'd like be... to backtrack to the previous oh, question. Oh, sorry, yes. My yeah. proudest moment oh. in my life Pearl was milestone. on this day which I'm just remembering was... I was with some mates and I was doing the thing where I was not in my allocated seat. Yeah. And I was like, I only knew like, you know, five people there. So I obviously wanted to sit with them. And then the cops came through and they're like, can we look at your ticket? And I was like, yep. And I was like, how am I going to do this? Because they were all in the right spot. And then I pulled out my phone and then had a web browser open that was loading that wasn't the ticket. And I was like, oh, sorry, mate. Like the ticket's just not loading because of the reception. And he was like, okay, okay, you're right. And so, very clever. Edwin won cop zero, and there I got to stay go. in my seat, watch yeah. victory win. How did that game go again? Did uh, victory win? We've there. We've beaten you in a grand final since then, and the last time we played you in a game that mattered, we beat you six one. So also there, also terrible. <laughs> Escorted there by the cops was also really fun. Oh, how, I, I, <laughs> and see, horse, cops on horses. See, was... I actually didn't have much police presence at that game. I think purely because it was at Cogra. And it just has more of a family vibe, if you get me. But it's interesting that you were still treated like that, and it's not surprising. Well, it's lucky we were like that, because I was going to come and throw beers at you, so... No, that okay. would have ended poorly for And you. Mitch's next <laughs> question, he said, is the Big Bash headed down the same track from also overextending the season? Yeah, 100%. Um, I also think the it's one of those things that moving that from free to air is huge. It just is. It goes to like February now. It was like, like it was pretty big before it went to Channel Ten, but it turned into like a summer event at Channel Ten. There's no other sport like on TV at that time, like really. Yeah, and it was like a thing on every night. Great commentators, really well put together. Goes back to Foxtel, and it's just not the same. And and it goes for so much longer now. Oh I still God. remember sitting in a room when the rights are up for grabs, and it was with some of the Cricket Australia head honchos and like. Somehow I snuck into this room. Like clearly, wasn't meant to be there, but I was there. And they were talking about their plans for the future. And they were like, "Next year we're going to extend the game by you know seventeen games, whatever it is. And then the year after we're going to add another ten games on and make it turn into this like, you know, half a year like spectacle, like and just turn into this massive thing." And I remember all of us in that room left, and we were like, "You know, this is like our head of sport, like all of the you know important people at Channel Ten, and we're all just like, you can't extend the the games like." 
once you do that, you're like killing the golden goose, which is what I think you saw this year with. I think it's happened to an like extent. Like the, sure. the ratings on Channel 7 that they that they had were so much lower. Like they were almost half of what they were the year before. Was there the a big of drop off after, say, Australia Day or thereabouts, which is when it usually finishes around that time? I think so. So what... Like obviously, I worked on the Big Bash for two or three years and even like around mid-January, there was always... Like you get through that kind of like the fun summer period, you know, you're at home, like everyone gets around, like has a barbie, goes and goes to the beach and then watches Big Bash and get home. But then you watch a game every night and by like mid-January, there was a drop-off just even like online where you're seeing like people aren't as yeah. active like tweeting about it or like the engagement's all down. And it's like, because people just get over it. It's like... And yeah. I think the other thing is that so many teams the Big Bash kind of watch. feeds off the, um, the momentum that the um, internationals give it. If you get me, yeah. So like you've got the five tests, and then the one days as well, and the turn a couple of twenties, whatever, and then you've got the big bash filling in the gaps on every other night, so people feel like, oh, it's the summer of cricket, how good. Yeah. And then the Australia game stopped playing, and then people are like, well, why is this shit on for another four weeks? <laughs> and that's the problem with extending extending it as well is you lose some of those like big inter- international names that just can't commit to like a three month yeah. tournament. Like they want to come for like a month and a half, earn a bit of cash. Hit some dingers, which is what we all want to see. Yeah. Well, Joffrey Ar- Archer literally couldn't be outside of England for that long for the last Big Bash from memory because he's he's on because he, well, he wasn't eligible to play for the England one day team yet. He was going through visa stuff, and he wasn't allowed to be out of England for more than two and a half months or something in one stretch because of his visa. So you're like, all that kind of stuff. That stuff exists. You can't be you can't be yeah. in Australia for that long. So literally, he can't. <laughs> yeah, it's like, like, literally, if I don't go back to England, I team, can't play. Teams for the World were signing Cup. blokes <laughs> like eighty percent of the way through the season. I remember like. The Hurricane signed that Afghani spinner. What's his name? Um, the good remember. guy. can't remember his name. But they signed him with like three games to go. And I was like, what the hell's going on? This is weird. But anyway, yeah. too much. Too, too much, much of a good thing. It's like you can't yep. actually have a season that goes too long. It's like when NRL yes. had too many teams at one point. It's like, there is a it's p- like the World Cup going to 48 teams, whatever it is. No, 42 teams. No, no one wants that. Yeah. No, they've only canned it for the next one. It's still yeah. very much on the table for 2026. Yeah. And uh, no, one, no one wants that. It's just weird how us regular punters can, and a lot of people seem to see that that's a thing, you know? Yep. Uh, next question comes from Pythago NRL. Is Mitchell Pearce now the next Kangaroos halfback? And if so, how long should Australia be barred from international competition? He probably will be. Hey. No, it's DC. He played there last year. Oh, yeah, yeah. And Mal just doesn't... Mal's general policy is like, pick the team that played for me last year unless someone is hurt. He picked Aaron Woods in the last year. <laughs> like So So the answer is no. Yeah. It'll be, it'll be uh, DC. But you never know what comes. Like DC could have some surgery to come. Who knows? It happened last year's uh, team as well. You, you end up with players like Luke Keery ended up being the 5'8 after not playing great football as well because there's other guys' injuries. Uh, his next question, what do you think is more important in origin? Intensity is measured by the Telstra tracker? Effort is measured by the VB Hard Work Index? Or stick to itiveness? Stick to itiveness. Stick to itiveness. Who said that? Oh, this is... Oh, you told me they said I didn't hear it. I muted it. Oh, um... Oh, no, the, the, oh, I can't remember what stupid thing Fatty said that I got angry at. Yeah, now. but I, I actually muted the... T- it was for, for my mental health after the, <laughs> the Gus whinging on the Maguire try. I'm like, yeah, I can't listen to this anymore. I muted it. <laughs> um, Sober Steve. Questions for the regular host. Who's at a better second call-up? Edwin or Dan Saifidi? Edwin. Eddie. Good He's job, contributed buddy. all we're, throughout. We're proud of you. <laughs> I didn't just play the first 20 and not come back. <laughs> you didn't. Uh, I had to think a long time about who 
this sober Steve character was. <laughs> Who is this person? He's sober weird. Steve sending me shit memes on like in the DMs. He, he's, I'm off him. Yeah, but haven't St- Steve also sent really bad dank memes often too? No, <laughs> drunk Frankie sent me funny yeah. things. Sober yeah. Steve sending me shit. Yeah. Frankie's shit got a fifty percent win loss ratio of good to bad memes. Yeah, that's, that's facts. There are some big L's though. Big, big L's. <laughs> uh, Shunner eighty six. Which team in the peloton of mediocrity? He's most likely to ascend from the pack and push for the fourth or sixth spot. Parramatta. <laughs> done and done. Yep. And move on. Yeah. All um, out. Next question from Simo. <laughs> why has Origin not just been not why has Origin just not been that great since like game three, twenty fifteen? It's a fair point. Losing its last debate. Sober Steven, Edwin on the Telstone intensity tracker. What is your ratings of the code hosts? Note that Mitch Pierce got a hundred and eleven out of a possible seven measured in metres <laughs> per minute. <laughs> <laughs> it would actually be quite funny if we did have some kind of like tracker on us for the podcast and see if like your heart rate went up at any moment like yeah. any mention of referees or Gus and Mitch's heart rate just yeah, like through the roof I think Mitch started started hot and yeah. then has come back down and then Bungard has been pretty steady just like a, maybe a anytime my dog the... has wandered near the audio cables my heart rate's gone you up have. I feel like you have my... to, you've had more meters ran which has been about true. 8 meters Mitch has been Zero. Um, yeah, I Went do feel like back the, a few times, and I, that's. I do feel like the intensity tracker would work for this podcast because people only listen when I'm really mad. <laughs> <laughs> like, Stop selling them short. People just <laughs> enjoy like, the. For, 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 it's like 157 or whatever. Out of this, if it's not that high, we're in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> fucking hell! The fucking hard-earned index, the intensity <laughs> tracker. It's all fucking nonsense. Yeah. Mate. At one stage, I think um, Moses and Bayer was like number one or number two because he obviously like. Ran somewhere to do something, and then he was the number one hardest working player in the field. Yeah, it's just the stuff coaches love, though. It's that <laughs> it's, those effort plays. Uh, Damon Lee says Leeberg, sorry, on there. If Cordner wasn't locked in captaincy, would he still be that much of a sure pick from the for the Blues? Good question. Uh, no, because the Blues are crazy. Mad Freddy. <laughs> Freddy. Is mad. I to feel- be fair, I thought he was pretty good, and I don't think he deserved a lot of the hammering he was yeah. getting. I feel like, like honestly, Freddie is like one and a half bad Tedesco games away from dropping Tedesco. Like that's just how crazy <laughs> he is. Okay, like there's nobody safe but the one who's wearing the captaincy. Uh, next question: Mesut Ozil, should Josh Dugan allow his body to be studied after he dies? <laughs> Not to check for CTE, but determines how something so large can be so brittle. <laughs> <laughs> that's a great question. My favourite thing was when people disliked Molly so much that they took Dugan sending him a photo of a bruise <laughs> as smashing Molly. <laughs> it's like, no. He just he stayed down. I, I timed it today. It was like two, two minutes and 40-odd seconds he stayed down because he got bruised in the end goal. <laughs> it's like... It was Alex a big Carey bruise, got hit by a bouncer and cut his chin open not and caught, and 20 caught minutes helmet. ago and caught his helmet. And stayed up. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, and then Dugan stayed down three times in that game after that. Like, no, that was, that was one of the great Twitter exchanges. That yeah. was. And Dugan's was, just blocking him. Bridge burnt. By the way, Dugan's just ordering pizza in the background too. On his yeah, phone. on his phone, I saw that screenshot. <laughs> it's great. What was a better comeback, New South Wales or the Australian team right now? 100 partnership up. How it's going to be this? great when people listen to this tomorrow and, we'd, and they get to enjoy us. Before we know that Australia and, have pulled off a brilliant it's win. It's very Origin of Alex Carey, by the way. Just strap it up. Get back out there, mate. <laughs> Just do it for the boys. Their scores one. are too similar. I don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> 46 off 67 and 48 off 69. Very tells the tracker of, of the Australian team, isn't it? <laughs> I can't tell who's good. I wonder their numbers what are the same. Yeah. 
Uh, Shanta asking, Edwin, in an alternate timeline where you raise the 500 or so acquired to purchase Channel 10, (laughs) 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 what defunct reality TV or game show format would you bring back as part of your revamp? I think Pine God knows the answer, but Cheese TV would have to be... That was one of my two answers. What was the other one? Mitchell? I forget the name of the show, that one where you played Mario Kart at the end of it. (laughs) What? You know the kids game show? That was amazing. That, that oh, was on amazing. Channel 7. Was, no, but was anyone didn't say what it. network it came from. Oh, I thought it, it had to be Channel 10 shows. So my two were Cheese TV and It's a Knockout. Oh. It's a Knockout, wow. It's a Knockout was dope when I was like six years old. I want to bring well, back the- Hot Dogs quiz show. Yeah, and you get Hot Dogs back prime on. time. <laughs> <laughs> Mate, the shit that gets public like, in prime time on network TV now, you could run Hot Dogs there, it wouldn't matter. People watch Gogglebox. They'll watch Hot That's Dogs. True. <laughs> any <laughs> network, any network, the correct answers are Cheese TV and yeah. amazing. Although and the other correct answer is, it's probably already been brought back because... Networks love just bringing back shows. Like, yeah, let's give it another try. It is. Like, it's like hot dogs quiz though is only good because you got those really weird people who would watch TV and actually use their phone at 3 a.m. Yeah. yeah make sure those people come forward, though. They have to come forward at um, 7. And, I, and it's mandatory for every network to just show seasons 1 to 10 of The Simpsons at 6 p.m. I don't care. I hate when they get when you, you when sometimes you're sitting at home. You're like, oh, good, the Simpsons is on. There's something to watch. Like two, 12 p.m. on a Saturday, and Fox Sports have gone with like a season 18 episode. Sorry, Fox Eight. Fox Sports. What are you doing, Fox yeah, Eight? Yeah, some new episode. You see the intro. You're like, oh no, it's, it's too was, high quality. Get why it out so, here. So, so involved in Europe with them? What's going yeah. on? That's one of the worst episodes I've ever seen. That episode was truly terrible. All, it feels like it's always on Fox Eight. Just because I've seen it like twice, yeah. and that's too many times. Uh, a lot of questions for me. Can we just wrap that up? Okay. Okay. Um, Moretti asked about David Gallup, but we kind of spoke about that already. It's great. Uh, Campo37 asked, 1v1, no weapons, <laughs> 09 Chris and in, in who versus Tim Smith, who wins? Okay, well, Tim Smith had two personalities. That's already put him ahead. <laughs> I think Chris and Inu is... Nah, Tim Smith was way crazier. Oh, 05 Tim Smith isn't... Like, okay, was he, was he crazy in 05 yet? Oh, it was a wicket. I thought it was a dinger, but it was a wicket. I thought it was a dinger too. I got excited. <laughs> so Eddie had the hand in the air, but it turned out he Billy Bowden'd it. And Alex Carey's gone. 69 though. Play nice. 69 balls. I mean, you can't ask for much more. God, the terrible commentary. But Inu also had that sick mouth guard. Oh, Campo raised that point. Campo, the mouth guard would, would really help him. Um, he was mouth guard nice, was actually. That's a good point. Like He was always smiling. Chris Inu was always kicked. a really nice guy. Yeah. I might actually back Inu in because he also had like every time he went somewhere new, he was good for like half a year. So I feel like he has. But I don't think it's early, anything to do with their rugby league ability. I feel early on in Tim any, Smith in any situation, Inu will step Tim up. Tim Smith was saying. a little <laughs> nugget. I'm backing Tim Smith in here. I got, I'm going. In. But maybe Inu is one of those like nice guys that has like a really dark side that just needs to come out when he's pushed. And the fangs did, do say that. That <laughs> is, it's Inu. Uh, Trent Slats should Mitchell Pearce declare one and done and retire from Red Footy or risk another L next season? I think he'll be back. Yeah, I think he <laughs> might Shout be out back. Trans Lads, by the way. Lost like a three grand multi because Connor Watson dropped that ball. <laughs> by the way. I did say yeah, that. Poor the guy. cowardice from Justin Langer and Ricky Ponting here putting in... Where's the big show? What the, 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 the big show? What the, what's going on? We might have to live commentate this now. There's <laughs> 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 no big show. But anyway, uh, Josh underscore Gunton. Should Kevy look at the job at the Titans? And why was the coach such a distraction for the Maroons? Um, I think it would be funny if they hired Kevin Walters. So I endorse them to do that. I'm, a, I'm in. People talk about the coach who's still today is hilarious. I hope his fees halved. He's doing like a, a run out discount, end of financial year discount or something. But whatever, that guy got his money's worth on top of the money he got paid by getting talked about the whole series. The coach was Can we hire him? You could for, for, for 20 bucks. 20 bucks? Pod, podcast whisperer. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, Bethany underscore B underscore 97. Who did it better? Undefeated Origin Superstar Daniel Saifidi or Undefeated Origin Superstar Dale, Dale Finucane? Ooh. Uh, Saifidi belongs with Undefeated Origin Superstar Tim Glasby. Who was, that was like two se- series he went. Mm. But yeah, Finucane was, was great. Yep, he was. LCB Sharks with State of Origin 1, 2, and 3. Uh, sorry, with State of Origin 1, 2, and 3 being the first, second, and third highest rated programs this year. Should a league sell this as a separate product to the highest bidder? Would this create more or less revenue for the game? Well, I'm um, all in on that. All for less games being on Channel 9. No, I, I would say that, but if they split Origin out, Channel 9 might literally only buy Origin, which you would say, it sounds like a good thing, but it's not because you still need the people who don't have Foxtel watching Channel 9. I don't have to watch Channel 9. The best thing that happened was when all the games went to Fox, I don't have to watch 9. But it has to be on 9 still. I think it does anyway due to anti-siphoning laws, so they the couldn't do the... Regular NRL has to game? I'm pretty be? sure it would have to be. I don't know, but... but it's I don't like, think they put that many on the list. Maybe. Unless no, they've okay. updated it. No, I don't think they do, but like, if they split Origin off, Channel 9 might only buy Origin. Mm. So then I just what like if it. we bought the rights to the NRL? Us. Yeah. God, I'd hate to do that every week. Call them. <laughs> like, getting angry at myself. <laughs> Imagine a penalty count. Like, you idiot! <laughs> Imagine a penalty count more. Not again, Mitchell. <laughs> We have a pretty deep bench of lunatics who are willing to come on and call a game. Yeah. Imagine we treated it like we treat this. We just every week, oh, someone's away. Just yeah, uh, Edwin, can you commentate Sharks he, versus Titans? Please? I mean, you, you act like a joke, but we have had like Matt Nabel and Graham Hughes call games at the last year for Fox Sports. Like, that's that's <laughs> Gordon Tallis was just on a beach like a week ago. Like this is no different to the real. Gordon Tallis on a beach. That was. Didn't that was Tim something. Gilbert come back recently? Oh God, that's out. Oh, no. See, Stoyness. see, that's Stoyner's first ball. If you put the Big Show, you can't review it. That was that was plum or second but ball. the better news is Big the Show's big, in quicker yeah. than expected. Big Show's on for 100 off 80 balls here. Wasting our time, Stoyner's. No one ever liked him. Our next question, Anna Harrington. This is a throwback, Eddie Smith burn. Oh. Question for all. Oh, I Ma- saw this on the maximum way Maximum <laughs> time you'll queue up for food. This is going back to like 2014. <laughs> <laughs> Great question from Anna Harrington. Um, <sighs> do we need to bring the Edwin score back? <laughs> the Edwin that score was, was one of my best inventions. That, that was a thing. That is rating food on how long you'd wait in line for it. No, it's it's, it's, it's no? a scale of it's it's a scale of time minutes waited <laughs> yeah. and then quality of the food out of twenty. Yeah, and then if the Edwin score is like fifty or lower, you can wait for it. And if it's more, you have to go somewhere else. Yeah. <laughs> so Bar Luke, for example, foods are twenty out of twenty. Edwin scores at time waited is about twenty minutes. Yeah. So Edwin score forty, you can go there. Mary's food's probably a 10 out of 20. Yeah. Waits 45 minutes. Edwin scores 55. Got to move on. Yeah. 10 out of 20 at Mary's. Are you joking me? It's, not it's at good. least an 11 and a half. Oh. Okay, fine. Then your Edwin score is still 53 and a half. Got to move on. Yeah. Got to go somewhere else. I think it was like one off, off the cuff remark that I made like that I... Was it in line for something for like was an it, hour yeah. and a half? No, like that I, I think it was like 20 minutes and then it just blew up into this like huge thing for I heard he year. waited for In-N-Out Burger for like three days. Did you wait for In-N-Out Burger for three days, Edwin? Absolutely not. <laughs> Yeah, it did blow up though. It's, it just gained so much momentum. It did, oh, it did. Once it started, it did. Yeah. So wait, did you say it did gain momentum? Did I use momentum like twenty minutes ago? And then, and then people you can would... use it in a, like you can use it in a metaphorical sense. And I the just it, the only time it for the record it annoys me when I'm watching a rugby league game and Brayton Asta talks about momentum like it's a quantifiable object. I'm yeah. perfectly happy for people to say use it in the context that it was just used in. Yeah, I d- what I did enjoy a period of that time was all that people got to tell me you're waiting anywhere and I would believe them instantly. Like, he definitely waited for that. Yeah. <laughs> yes. He I waited felt- an hour and a half at KFC one time. <laughs> yeah. He would do that. I heard he loves waiting. He'll wait anywhere. <laughs> um, Matt Coleman, one for the social media myth. There we go. Favorite reality TV format to watch and which one would you appear on? 
Favorite reality TV format to watch. What does he mean? But does he just mean show? Which and which show would you appear on? After I that? think it's probably is Survivor for both for both. But I don't know if Survivor is the one that you'd want to appear on. And I've thought about this often because I obviously work on it. Yeah, but I think it's actually a lot harder than well, what anyone would ever think. I do like the idea of like going off the grid and just like living off the land kind of, but then also it would just be fucked. We have a friend. We have a, we have (laughs) a, what if I got like a hot take? (laughs) We have a friend who's on the upcoming season and the bits and pieces he's told me, it's way harder than people realize. It's not not a we have a friend situation. He has a friend. He does, not us. It's fine. Both friends with him as well. Stop it. (laughs) Yeah. We'll see how we go and we'll declare friendship after based on performance. That's fair. Results from a business. You could also like make an argument for something like if you're a single guy and like The Bachelor, right? Like you can... Yeah, Because I guess. then it's like, oh, you just get to but hang like, out with like 24 uh, hot chicks. But the same thing, like there's a I lot of shit that goes on. I don't on. think if I was single, I would want to do that just purely because like... That show's disgusting. Yeah, it's fucked. Those shows are just terrible. Like, people like watching it, right? But it's one of those things I watch. And when I watch, I never think I wish I was in this situation. No, yeah. and also you've got to remember, Edwin, the like contestants they get on those dating shows are just the worst, most shallow, fame-oriented people. Like people I would never want anything to do with in real life. People who Instagram every second of their life. I, don't, I wouldn't want to borrow them. It doesn't matter how they look. Like, it's not, be it's so not for you. No, what about the first season of Big Brother before they knew what they were doing with the show? I'm, I'm in on If I could go in like season one or two before... See, like, the first two seasons of that show were not that Well, because people that went on there weren't going on there to become something. They just did become something. Fitzy. Yeah. There but, you like, go. And then since then, but then since then, that's the problem, right? Is like you get every loser in the world who wants to be famous looks at Fitzy or what's that chick who was on that show? The Circle? What's her name? This one. Yeah, they they look at them and then they that's they, they think that's their path. You know what? Big time. I think the answer is okay. The Amazing Race. Great answer. One. That could be that's, it because that's the less like bullshit. You get to like travel around the world, yeah. uh, but without the like sleeping in a tent like on Survivor. Yeah, like you still get to stay in like Let's hotels. You get I'll, I'll do all the disgusting eating things. I can do that. <laughs> all right, great. Okay. You do the things when you well, get like. I believe applications are open currently right now for Channel Ten coming later in the seat in the year. So oh, there we go. Like I think that could be close. I think that's a good call, me. especially as well. You actually get to like travel with it. You don't just stay on one island somewhere. You actually get to go around places. That's yeah. Cool. You're not stuck like eating rice and beans. I can't think of any other reality shows. Uh, Ninja Warrior, you'd be pretty good at that, Mitch. Yeah, notably, <laughs> a man missing half his quadricep in one leg uh, would be perfect. I would explode up that wall. Like literally, my leg might actually explode <laughs> up that wall. Uh, next question, Warwick Hearn. What would be the equivalent of a home run derby for the NRL? Um, Phil Goloff, surely. Yeah, or like we didn't have we could have had one yesterday, but we had cowardice off instead. I don't know because like the three point contest equivalent would be positioning goal kicking tees on the like thirty in five different spots Mm. on like left sideline, middle, center. Other middle right and then the other sideline and giving them five cracks on each. I, at each I spot. want the big man skills challenge. Big man skills challenge is yeah. pretty good. Um, but the like a chip and chase, chip and yeah, chase. Chip and chase. Like, yeah, but the home run, the the home run derby is a little. Actually, no, I guess because that's that's probably the baseball equivalent of the three point shootout. Can so, we get yeah. hit ups like ho- kickoffs, home run derby? Listen, hear me out. We're starting kickoffs. <laughs> We're kicking the ball to Marty to pound. He's running at like three innocent stand- bystanders. How many you can knock over? It's a cha- that's your challenge. Well, the, is the challenge the one on one, you just got to try and take him down. You take him down. You no, know. no, it's like he, there's like average people live in front of Marty to power twenty out. He catches the ball, steams at him for twenty out, and that's why he knocks the people. Is <laughs> the distance? So it's kind of like ten pin bowling. <laughs> yes, it's kickoff challenge. I like it. And we bring Paliasina back forward as well. And, and um, yeah. there was that guy that went around uh, Matangi. Matangi, yes, mm. yeah. The, the, him running it to pe- I, actually, if we just get those who run at each other as well for that. Okay. We get them. I once pitched a 
similar idea for the big bash. Just a why don't we just get sixes? <laughs> not that the six the uh, the home run thing, but for big bash like half time just sixes. dingers. See how far you can hit him into the crowd. I swear they very di- I swear they did something like that before the very first season of the big bash. I remember like Dominic Maybe. Thornley being the New South Wales rep, and they just see, see see who could hit the ball the furthest. That was when it was actually was gimmicky when they had Andrew Johns played and everything. Was, yeah, that yeah, was. Like that the first was I think that might have been that absurd. year. I swear they did something like that. Anyway, uh, Warwick's next question: How fun is the West going to be in the NBA this year? I'm always here for the chaotic East when it's more of a race to the bottom of the playoffs than than the cream rising to the top in in the West. That's what I'm here for. Mm. Warwick Hearn again. With Dale praising Women's World Cup during the last month, what has or was the best major sporting event you attended or travelled for? Uh, I suspect Edwin and I are going to have the same answer and that's the 2014 World Cup. Correct. And it's right at that time as well where... My Facebook memories are just showing oh, me all the, every all the good times that I had and uh, to be young. Although, like, three days ago, it was the Brazil 7-1 game, and I was like, ha, fuck you, Brazil. That was fun. Oh, I still remember exactly where I watched that. It's great. Uh, I was on the couch we're sitting on, because I came back after the quarterfinals. I've never travelled oh, for a you, sporting event. I've only actually, been for sport games. But. Do you know a fun fact about Bungard's time? Um, this is great that he's gone as well. Um, Bungard's time in... At the World Cup. Yeah. So we spent a lot of time traveling around and always be like, Bungard, you know, let's go to the pub. And he'd be like, oh, i got to play football manager. This and is a classic Bungard move. This is it a classic. Is. He would just stay at home. Oh, no. Then it was like, oh, my roommate's six. got to look after him. He really like, more than that that like waiting in line for things. He loves FM. <laughs> and he'd just be there like, we go to this like cool pub in like the middle of Brazil. Like, it's going to be sick. Like, nah, football Mate, manager. Pub will be there next None week, but the happens. FA Cup final won't be. Okay. Exactly. <laughs> Th- that is... The second time you've slandered me with a complete lie. I think on the I think I had this, this one year. verified from another person as well. Thank I, it's, I feel like it's been verified. The, the other person was probably Patches, who was also a liar. I was playing football manager for one night when my two <laughs> people that I was travelling around the country with both had food poisoning, and Eddie and everyone else I knew were in different cities. So he didn't have food poisoning. No, didn't go out. No, he did. Coward. Yeah, that is it. I was not going to go out by myself. <laughs> he says this. This is this is all. Actually, no, I did. I ended up going to a pub by myself oh, to watch. Took them with me. I had to get them to drink. watch to watch England versus uh, the England versus Italy game. Actually, so I did go out. Right. But how dare I? While I'm nursing two people back to health, yes. oh, because I'm def- a great bloke, you, and you're um, nursing them so well that you left them. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. they needed yeah. some rest. They needed some rest. Anyway, yeah. that's this complete is your... slander. Every day you and I were in the same city, we went out together every single day. So I'm not having this. Did, did he talk about FM save when he was out? He did, no. yeah. yeah is, <laughs> total, <laughs> absolute bollocks It's a transfer window coming up. Like, Every night that we were together, we went out together. So stop this uh, Stop this right now. <laughs> Next question, flat above a shop. Before last night, can you remember the last Origin where all four house pretty much chunked the place out? No, I think that, that... I can't remember the last one. There probably was one in the early thousands. But even then, the, uh, there was a period there where Queensland struggled for halves. But... The Blues still had um, Brad still Fittler, had Andrew, Fittler, Jones. Andrew Johns. Like, we had a period there where like, Ben Eichen was like auto start. <laughs> <laughs> Could barely find an NRL club, but Queensland had to have him. <laughs> so yeah, um, but last night was the worst both teams' halves have played in a long time. Yeah. Uh, Lachlan Hancock, who was your Mount Rushmore or favourite NRL players not to play for your club? Ooh. I think we've been asked this one before. And this one's a tough one for me, but have, you, have any of you guys got not, your Rushmore? So they not to play for your club. Okay, so not to play for my club. I need to have a little bit of a think about it. But um, Jared Croker would be on there for sure. Mm. Um, Are we talking current players or... Surely all time. time. Okay. It's going to be even harder with that. Mine would be Jared Croker, Brad Fittler, um, Cameron Smith, and... 
Uh, come back to me on a fourth. Yeah, the problem I have is that a lot of them have crossed through my club. Oh, Stacey Jones. Stacey Jones is a good one. So yeah, there's it's it's mostly Warriors then. <laughs> like, uh, I, I'm. You know, guys I would say who I enjoyed away from my club are guys like I like Dave Taylor. I didn't have to worry about him playing shit, but yeah. he left my club. So that doesn't count. I love Carl Webb, but again, he was not that great for my club all the time. Um, so non Broncos, Ken Smith's not easy. That's that's lazy. That's true. Connie Hurrell, forever and always, <laughs> always a con man. Uh, big Paliasena guy when I was younger, as I mentioned earlier. So probably him. And then until he went to the Sharks, I'd say Sean Johnson, but it just can't be love anymore. It's he's ruined it. So you it's Joey Lua. <laughs> That's it. Sean Johnson is, was. I was thinking the same thing. I was like, I love Warriors SJ. Can it just yeah. Warriors SJ? Let's pick him. Yeah, but I, I can't do it anymore. I want Clint Shafovsky as well, but he did play. Oh, that's a good he one. He did play for Para for a bit, so I don't know if that. Yeah, of the throwbacks, or... like Shafovsky and Matt Rogers are huge for me, the, the, mm. the throwbacks. Preston Campbell. From... Yeah, I was thinking like a Matt Bowen or someone that. Yeah, Matt Bowen's a good one. Yeah, well, once we go back further, I can think of a few more. Yeah, it's, like it's, this one's really. Do we add, I think we've had, uh, answered enough. Let's not sit here and pause. <laughs> <laughs> if it comes to you later, Eddie, just yell it out. If uh, next question for Lachlan, if it was never possible for a JR place, it was never possible for a JR replacement to live up to his origin career. In saying that, is Moses Embai even ten percent of the player JR is? Well, no, <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, yeah, good answer. Uh, and then will Luke make the merge, Edwin? I need another season of this madness. I don't know what that is referring to. It's referring to the new season of Survivor. Survivor. Luke was a player in the first season of Australian Survivor who has returned for the current one. Luke is a madman, and yeah. he's too insane for his own good. So I don't know what happens. I'm, I'm in on him now. He's just—he's he batshit crazy. Um, so I think it's just as likely that he'll win or leave first because he's the kind of guy that just wants—is there to fuck shit up and cause chaos? So <laughs> tune in July twenty-four. Yep, and uh, oh, he's cheeky plugs on this. That's fine. Uh, so here's a new handle at not LV05. So I'm guessing that's LV05's new handle. Uh, with Maroons, no, that's actually not him, didn't you? <laughs> oh, sorry, excuse me. With the Maroons losing the series and all Queensland sides in the bottom four, why don't Queensland get rugby league anymore? Excuse me, Melbourne is a Queensland side. <laughs> <laughs> and so they yeah, got Wayne Bennett. Yeah, so. that's we have many Queensland sides. Okay, it's a state of mind. As English proved, it's not a location. And his next question is: Gagai generally a good rep player, or only good when a team? In, sorry, only good when in a team with potential. Hall That's of a famous? good question. Has he ever played well in a game Queensland haven't won? Uh, he was good. Like he was good last series too. So that's past the Hall of Famers. Uh, but these last two games were terrible. Mm. Yeah, very bad. Like he didn't look like he was going to make more than like two meters every time he got the ball in the last. And then, last as you said, origin. he had those two two times getting stripped in like three in seconds. Like Thirty seconds. <laughs> thank God they dropped. The, thank God they dropped the second one because I like I was off the couch yelling. Not good. And his last question, Mitchell Pearson, Dan Saifidi, Origin Series winners. How good? It's not really a yeah. question. One, one, one from eight is uh, an impressive strike. Oh, so where was the question? You've got to be happy. Hey, you gotta no, be happy. I can't be happy. I don't have to be happy for him. No, don't. Fuck this false happiness everyone goes on with. I don't have to be happy for him. Oh, no, you fight him up again. The tells Chaco, Mitch is going up. I don't have to be. It's fine. He won a series. I don't hate him for winning it, but I don't have to be happy for him. Yeah, yeah. fair enough. He's been paid his whole career. He's got plenty of Origin games. I don't give two shits that he won a series. Okay, I'm sorry for bringing it up. 
Jesus Christ. Now he got a reaction. He didn't. He tried to get it, and he got it another way. <laughs> You're welcome. You're welcome, Elvy. You're welcome. <laughs> Mario Siegs behind the uh, show additional replies button to steal. I love that Twitter's still hiding his replies from yeah. us. Yeah. Can you tell us what makes Sofidi so good and why he should be first pick for Australia? I mean, should Fitler immediately take um, over the Australian coach? Hit, hit the hide button again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then the next question: Are the Indian cricket team only a half step above South Africa in the fraud stakes? Should we send them to Mongolia? No, but at least India's won a World Cup. No, the fun with India is again, it's it's literally like the sport. Kabaddi doesn't count. That's it's true. Like, it's like this is like the thing, and it's always fun when they lose because they go mental. They're, they're mental on, in, on well, social media. When I read they a win. stat today. Apparently, sixty percent of the tickets sold for the final for this World Cup were from Indian. Of fans. course, they were. So, cop well, that. they're still they're at That's this game too, by the way. So, they, they got people are not going to turn up. Indians are crazy. They'll turn up. I don't know who they'll go for in the final. I feel like they'll cheer for Australia. I just want to they'll just go for New Zealand oh, no matter mate. what. That's that's a dinger. The big show's mate. just hit a dinger. Yeah, hit it right at Ricky Ponting. <laughs> <laughs> we're we're on here. Okay, anyway, we're on all, here for a big show century. That's all the questions we might stand around and talk about big shows. <laughs> no, no. We're a Glenn Maxwell podcast. We are. Yeah. Anyway, that, that's all the questions. Thanks for coming on, E. Yeah, Eddie. appreciate it. Can Eddie? I add Glenn Maxwell to my fourth <laughs> rugby league player? You're, you're you know what? You can. Thank you. You can. Okay. Just put his face on there. Like he's on probably the, a, he's on probably the a, he's probably a Sharon Chaser though, yeah. isn't he? Probably. Yeah. Although he does like oh, giving it to not, Victoria. Let's, let's not, let's not. Even though he plays there. Let's move past that. Look, and uh, we have not, I, I feel like Dale will be back soon. I don't, we haven't really got a whereabouts. But he's somewhere in, he's at the Tour de France today. He's living it up. There's a, there's a woman's Tour de France. <laughs> <laughs> got him. <laughs> Fantastic. Say goodbye, Mitchell. See you later. Say everyone. goodbye, Edwin. Thanks, everyone. Yeah. Goodbye from me. Thank you, thank you, thank you. You're far too kind. Can I get an encore? Do you want more? Cook and roll with the Brooklyn boys. So for one last time, I need y'all to roll. Uh, 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 yeah. Now what the hell are you waiting for? After me, there should be no more. So for one last time, make some noise. Get him, Jay. Who you know fresher than whole? Riddle me that. The rest of y'all know where I'm lurking yep. at. Can none of y'all mirror me back? Yeah, yeah hear me rappers like Han G rapping his prime. I'm young HO, raps great for dead. Back to take over the globe. Now break bread. I'm in Boeing Jets, Glow Express. Out the country, but the blueberries still connect. On the low, but the yacht got a triple deck. But when you young, what the you expect? Yep, yep. Grand opening, grand closing. Damn your manhole, crack the can open again. Who you gonna find open a hand with no pen? Just draw inspiration. Who you gonna see you can't replace him with cheap imitations of these generations? How will they pay you? When you first come in the game, they try to play you. Then you drop a couple of hits, look how they wait to you. From RC to Madison Square, to the only thing that matters is just a matter of years. As fate will have it, J status appears to be at an all-time high. Perfect time to say goodbye. When I come back like Jordan, we're in the 4-5. It ain't to play games with you, it's to aim with you. Probably maim you. If I owe you, I'm blowing you to slivering. Except I'll take one for your team, and I need you to remember one thing. I came, I saw, I conquered. Record sales, sold out concerts. Smuck, you want this encore? I need you to scream to your lungs to soar.